ninth episode of Talk About Board Games podcast. I use my time off to play and review several solo games. I also, we also discuss games that were hard to learn but worth it, and we finish a five for five with the finale of the cooperative real-time game Space Alert. This is Talk About Board Games, episode 59. I am Fred. I'm joined by my wife. I am Nicole. Right. Now, Nicole, this week we play a game where we fight a lot of space aliens. Do you hope that we make contact with aliens during your lifetime? Sure. Really? Right. What do you think the end result of that's going to be? We will colonize Mars. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And then I'll appreciate those games. No, I think I don't think we're I don't think that's how it's going to turn out. Do you? I'll appreci- I appreciate those games anyhow. Right. Just, but okay, I saw like a thing on Netflix. Yeah. That they're going to do like a here here we're going to go colonize Mars thing too. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's the latest zombie. Mars is. Mars is. It's either that or unicorns with Starbucks and their unicorn drink. And Mike, <laughs> please, please don't go unicorns. No. You don't want unicorns <laughs> to be the next thing? No. <laughs> what about unicorn Martians? I hadn't thought about that. Oh, see, now you're enticed. You're but like, they'd be rainbow colors, but only different shades of red in that rainbow. What? Red and burnt orange and It'd yellow. Be a red bow? It would be. You weirdo. <laughs> no. <laughs> I tend to, I tend to uh, not want aliens to contact us during my lifetime. Why? Well, I think we have the, we have the fantasy that they're going to bring all this new technology and just hand it over to us, and we're going to benefit, or it's going to turn out like it did for the American Indians, <laughs> right? Yeah, not so good. No, we're, they're going to come here with a bunch of technology, and they're going to exploit us to death, and then they're just going to take off or take over. Right. That's what's going to happen. Like what? War of the Worlds. Well, then we can de- destroy them with a virus. We've done that in two movies. Or you would love for it to be some simple exploit. Like, it's like, all you need is household Windex. Well, <laughs> they destroyed them with, like, a common cold in War of the Worlds. Right. And they destroyed them with a computer virus in Independence Day. Right. So? So? It doesn't take much. They're, I'm telling they're you. They're weak. They don't know what they're doing. They don't wear spacesuits. <laughs> they're so brilliant yeah. That they make it all the way here and don't even think about the fact that we have bacteria. This is what I'm saying. This is why those are and ridiculous. Computers. If, if they're sophisticated <laughs> enough to have a spaceship to travel to other places and to know whether or not they can take off their space helmet, they know whether or not the, the planet is covered mostly with an, it's some sort of element that could kill them. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's silly. The, the whole notion but is bonkers. But I don't bonkers. think they're going to come all this way just to take us over anyhow. They're just going to exploit us, take all our water, and leave us barren. Why would they take all of our water? Because it's just not plentiful. There's other planets that have water. Maybe. They but could. They not, could, not on the way they from point A to it. point B. Maybe. Do, well, <coughs> they're going to enslave all of us and take our water. No, they're not. They're going to teleport the water from other places to their home planet through a wormhole. And they'll still take all of our water <laughs> and worm it out. Okay. That's so what's going to happen. Okay. We'll I'm see. just saying that history doesn't show good things when, when a higher technology comes in contact with a lower technology. It's not usually a positive thing. Well, they're not human, so it'll be fine. 
I know, but we are the savages. Are they of the, of the same nature, though? Who, Who knows? knows? All right, Nicole, let's talk about games that we played, huh? This okay. is a board game podcast, still, right? I, well, it was once once upon a time. There we go. <laughs> we like to game with gods. We like to game with dice. So this is what we say. But when the chips were gone and the sun came up, hey, let's see what God played. All right, Nicole. First up on my solo. No, but this isn't first up. You played this game with me. I played this game with you. Well, let's talk about a game that we played together then first. Because I got lots of solos coming up. Bought this game for you. You did? I did. What was the occasion? It was a thank you for taking care of me while I've been sick for a month. What? (laughs) When did that happen? Well, I got sick once, and then I got better. Yeah? And then I got sick again. Yes. And then I thought I got better. But did you get sick of this game? No, this game was cool. What was it? World of Yoho. Do you like it? I do like it. How come you like it? Because it plays with your telephone in a way that makes it actually really entertaining. So this game calls you on your telephone? It does not call you on your telephone. You have to download an app. Oh. Short for application. Oh, you're so so savvy. <laughs> Get your AOL discs out and, you- and look this up. <laughs> they make great coasters. Um, but it's got like a gigantic board, like right. a huge game board. Right. Which is great because it's you... It's not just one game board. It's two game boards that make this huge game board. Right, because it's like way too big for just one game board. Right. And it makes a big giant map of yeah. the world of Yoho. And then what? And then you have the app on your phone and your phone becomes your token. Yeah. And it can go here to there. And as you swipe it along the thing, it knows which direction that you're going and you'll right. tap it. And then you can pick it up to do stuff that your opponent can't see. And then mm-hmm. you'll put it back down on the on the game board and you're traveling to different locations to try and accomplish different missions. Right. So this and is a pirate game kill for each points, other. Right? Uh-huh. Well, like, yeah. That's it, what it is. Well, the, the first thing is on there. What was the second thing? The first thing? mission. Remember, there were like three different game modes. Right. We played, well, there were two, really. Well, there were one two. One was There's just two like wander around and play the game, but not actually play against someone. That was like a solo mode. Okay. I, there was I played a, that. There's three then. Right. Because there's a solo, there's a points against points, whoever gets to the points first wins. Which sets a goal, and you try to meet meet that goal. Right. Right. And then there was that uh, storytelling one, where it's supposed to, you're supposed to accomplish certain missions. Right. And whoever completes the the granddaddy of the mission first wins. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is a pirate game for points, for the most part. That's Mm -hmm. the base idea. Uh, I found there wasn't that much in the box. No, there's a board. It's mostly a board. They've got some of these little... Have you ever seen those? Uh, now, we have some of these. They're, they're wine glass markers for parties so that you can... Like, it's a little suction cup, little silicone suction cup thing with some sort of icon on top of the suction cup, like a little parrot head or a little question mark or something like that is on top of there, and it marks which glass is yours. So when you put it down next to other people's glasses, you're not confused and not getting the herps from somebody at the party. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you inviting to your party? <laughs> All the herps. Hmm. But the uh, <laughs> um, this has the same thing, except you stick it to your phone. Right. It has some of those. I didn't see a point in doing it. I know which phone. No, phone's I know. Mine. Yeah, you get the big phone. I had the smaller phone. Right. Unless, I mean, I guess there is an unfortunate time where you could show up and everybody had the same phone model and same case. I guess you, you Nobody talk. ever has the same case. At one point, I had the same case as Matt. I had that OtterBox case for my iPhone 4. Oh, yeah, okay. What an annoying sized case. But anyways... <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I guess you could. I guess it would solve that problem. But that's pretty much well, all. We there didn't is. have that problem. You've got you've got that. You've got four captain cards and four ship cards, right? And those little suction cup things and two halves of the board and, and a an rule instruction book. book. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you you open it up and punch out a bunch of. Oh wait, you do have little ships too, because you can right. as, in this game you can play with one device. And everybody just shares that phone or whatever around the table getting their secret information. And they move their ships by uh, just simply moving a little cardboard cutout of a ship. Right. However, if everybody has a phone, I would highly recommend just download the app. It's so much cooler if you just use the phone. cooler. And not to mention, this is just like a little side plus. If everybody's phone is on the game board, right. they're not looking crap up on their own and going, well, let me oh, see, man. what's the baseball score, Matt? Right. I would <laughs> slap it out of his hands if he tried to. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. The, uh, so, so it's like a large double board with an, like an uh, archipelago kind of situation going a on what? there. Archipelago. What's that? It's like a series of islands in like a watery area. Like a cluster? Yeah. Okay. Like, like the Hawaiian Islands would be an archipelago. Oh, I didn't know that. You're welcome. Thank you. And now you know. Do, and knowing do, do, do. is how you know things. <laughs> so this thing this thing has like that kind of thing. So it's like a bunch of watery areas with some islands, you know, dispersed around it. And all these things have their own titles, which is like probably one of the hardest parts of the game is trying to find these islands. Now, normally they do throw out the coordinates. But every once in a while, I would find myself going, which one is that? And just looking at the board, not really noticing. I didn't see that. I didn't notice that at all. I think there was. Yeah, that was an unfortunate thing. But it's it's when you're doing the mission. When you're doing the missions, you're taking the missions. They don't tell you the coordinates on there, I don't think, at that point. Well, sometimes they'll tell you the coordinates and stuff. But if they're saying, go to the banana island, you have to just find the banana island. Right. And the print is a little small for how big the board is. So this big this big series of islands, this archipelago has is like split up into little rectangular grids. So you can you've got spaces that represent your phone size roughly. And I, I have a uh, plus sized uh, iPhone and Nicole has a normal sized one and neither one felt out of place. Right. And there was no advantage or disadvantage to having one size or the other either. Um, so you start the game off and you get to pick you, everybody downloads the app. Everybody starts the game. Everybody joins the game. And this thing supposedly will talk between Android and iOS devices. We'll talk to each other. Because you... Uh, we didn't have to test that. Right. But you do have, have to be, all be on the same network. So you can't just play this at a shopping mall where there's no free Wi-Fi. You'd have to be on the, all on the same network so you can find each other on the network. Mm. Um, so... Once you start playing, you'll you'll pick like a captain and a boat. And there's, like I said, four and four. Mm-hmm. And you can combine them. And they all have different traits and abilities that combine, you know, to create a combat score and a, you know, buying score, you know, because you can get discounts. and. Ugh, don't take the stupid walrus. What's wrong with the walrus? That was the one he kept falling asleep. Like every third turn, right, he had the, to take a nap. The walrus's stats are so much better than everybody else. But he has to, every every fourth turn, he has to take like a, like half a turn. It was awful. So he he only gets he gets seven actions every four turns instead of eight. Yeah. So you get all excited. It's like, oh, I'm totally gonna get it. Oh, he's taking a nap. <laughs> he's like, oh man. Anyway, the uh, so you get to pick that. You pick ships, and the ships have different abilities and like attack abilities and stuff like that. Uh, and then it tells you like the app's going to tell you where you start on certain islands, and it kind of spreads you out. And then once you're at like one of these ports. 
which is where it tells you to start. You can go into these ports. You can buy upgrades for your ships that give them special cannon, you know, cannonballs mm-hmm. and grappling Swords. hooks and sabers and uh, other other devices that give you extra movement, all kinds of weird stuff that you can buy and add mm-hmm. on your ship. Uh, also, it lets you get missions, and these are secret. So people don't know where you're going and how many points it's worth and, and all that, because I guess they could intercede and stop you. If they wanted to, but they, they're not really on the same mission, so they can't just like steal your goal, I don't think. Because a couple times I went they by an island. They can prevent you from making your goal, though. Well, a couple times I went by islands and I saw icons that I was not working on and I tried to tap on them and it wouldn't let me. Well, I had in one of the games, um, I, I went ahead and took all three missions that I had. Right. And then I got to one of them and it said, sorry, Fred has already completed this mission. It's like, no. <laughs> See, because that's something weird, too, that I never saw pop up in our game was uh, whenever you would leave one of the ports, it would say, do you want to leave incognito? And you would pay an extra 20 doubloons to leave without like, and it said, if you don't do this, other players will be able to take the missions that you're on. That's what it is. Oh. And and my parrot, my parrot captain uh-huh. was forced to never leave incognito because he's a yappy parrot and he talks too much. Right. Gotta go this way. Gotta go this way. I know. Right. <laughs> Gotta get the treasure. Yeah. <laughs> the treasure's on the on this island. Anyways, the... Uh, <laughs> that was a terrible parrot. I know. I'm the worst. That was... Yeah. Anyhow, go ahead. <laughs> much better bird than I am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Shut your bird lips. The... Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so you get, you get your ship and you get these secret missions. And here's what's kind of cool is as the game goes around, you get two actions every turn. And you can use it to move. You can use it to go to a port. Uh, you can use it to attack. That's pretty much what you can do. Or you can use it to interact with another space. But that's the same as a port. You know, just interacting yep. with something. And usually, as you're traveling around this, the whole adventure comes out of your phone. It doesn't come yeah. from cards on the table or anything nope. like that. Or on your on your iPad or whatever device you've decided to connect this with and, and run it. iPad would that. be awkward. That's, I, that's really how I played big. my solo game. And it was, it was whatever. Well, but, uh, solo makes sense and you can have your boat going around. Here's what's neat about it, I thought. Is that when it's your turn, that's when the sound effects activate on your phone. Right. It turns off when it's not your turn. Yeah. And it goes around the table like that between the phones and it turns on and turns off. Whenever you have secret information, like let's say that I'm going to hunt down the lost saber of Davy, Davy Jones, which is something that, that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I got to that, that island, there was like a, some little icon of a skull with a sword sticking through it. And I tapped that icon and it said, pick up your phone. And I pick up my phone. Then it gives me this secret information about it and tells me I've got another mission if I choose to accept it to get Davy Jones's boots. And then I, cl- I click accept, which adds that, you know, completes the one mission, adds the next mission into my mission queue. And then I put my phone back down and it becomes a ship again. And then it turns off the sound and goes mm-hmm. to your turn. Your your turn starts making sh- like sea noises and seagull noises, and it's I don't know, it's just cool. It's it is a really cool, cool game. Now, one last thing to mention, I think about this is that uh, you do buy gear, like I said before, and you're you're getting two things. You're getting fame, which is what you're trying to win the game with. That's actually a points game to get the most fame, and then you can use money to buy your gear and uh, and things like that. Now, the gear comes into use really. Whenever you run into each other, because on one of our games, you had the shark character who was forced to attack. If you ended your movement in a space next to me, your next Mm -hmm. action had to be to attack me. Well, and I had another mission where my mission was to kill you. 
Right, didn't work out. That did not work out. I whooped you. You whooped me good. <laughs> so you buy. That's when you use those things. Is you start playing these like little like these little modifiers because that's what cannonballs and stuff do. Is they become modifiers to an attack score that you're trying to supersede your opponent by. Mm-hmm. And when you win that, then you get glory, more pirate glory because you were successful in the attack of Nicole, you know, or whatever. Right. Which is still kind of fun, and it plays out between the two phones. You know, you're doing these, like, things. You pick up your phone, you start assigning stuff, and it keeps it shows whether someone put a card in place or not, or, like, a special token or whatever, some sort of gear. And then at the end of it, you say go, and you put it down, and it shows you guys shoot at each other or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it shows who won. Which really is a simple, nice way of resolving combat, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, it also, like, every once in a while, there'll be, like, a sea monster, too, that'll just that'll pop up, and you got to deal with them. I know. And you can, you can choose to run away, but... <laughs> well, they'll say, they'll just tell you, you have to go to this area and defeat the sea monster that lives there. And they they, pour, right. they kind of pop up here and there. But sometimes but they the just time. pop up. Yeah. Yeah. And they're kind of awful. You can either run away and take some damage or you can go at them and try to fight them and take a whole bunch of damage. Right. But, but if you kill them, then you get like reward. I know you get legendary it. treasures. Mm-hmm. The game's fun. It's pretty cool. It's not bad. And I think that it's uh, it's kind of underrated. People are kind of ignoring it because they're like, well, it doesn't have dice and a deck of cards. I shouldn't play it. It's more fun than I thought it was going to be. I really was like, mm, I don't know. But I really had a good time. I mean, it's a light game. It's not anything too heavy. Right. But it's a, if you, especially when you're doing, going for the points, uh, competing <coughs> that way. Right. You know, it's, it's not going to be a very long game. It's, uh, hey, dinner's in the oven and we got 20 minutes, 30 minutes to kill. You can play one of those short games. Right. The hardest part is going to be getting your guests or whoever's playing with you to download this app. Right. And connect to your internet. Do you want to give out your internet password to Matt? Not no, really. No, you hand over, you have him hand over his phone, you plug it in, and then And then you make go. him delete it before he leaves the house. That's right. The last thing you want is him stealing internet in the bushes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I recommend this game. I do, too. It's fun. World of Yoho is is actually a pretty good time. Yeah. I had something I was going to say about it that I, oh, 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 if you don't have a lot of time, do not play that story mode, though. It takes way longer. It's way too long. Like, well, you and can you make don't the points one last longer. I could choose yeah, there's, how many there's points. Like, yeah, you can, you can increase the number of points if you want just a little bit longer game. But that other one, there's no way of knowing how long that game is going to last. It's just, it could, it could last. Because you didn't have to take the mission, missions. Right. You could do other missions and make it take even longer to get through the story mode part of it. Right. So, yeah, that one took a little little long for what I wanted that night. This one's totally recommended by me. I totally recommend it, though. Yeah, Why absolutely. Not? It's a good time. Good time. All right. If you have a smartphone. If you don't, don't, don't get it. Right. If you have a dumb phone. Don't do it. First of all, just put that in the toilet and flush it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Stop living in the dumb world. The uh, All right. Anyways, on to my solo games. <laughs> I got a few here. Mercs Recon. Now, Mercs Aww. is what? Nothing. Is the game uh, that started Megacon Games, the makers of Myth. Is a game called Mercs. Aww. Now, Mercs Recon... <laughs> Is sort of a uh, a streamlined version of that game, and uh, it's a cooperative miniature game for one to five. Uh, though you will always use five mercs. There's no point in using less. It would just unless you just want to make the game more difficult. That's an awkward number. It's five. It's great for one. It's great for five. But if you have two, then one person's three and one person's two. If you have three, one person's three and one person's two. If you have four, well, let me solve one this person dilemma gets an extra for you. Merc. If you and I were playing this, I would play three and you would play two. 
It's an awkward <laughs> number. I'm just saying, go for four, go for six. Why five? Right. Gophers dig holes. The uh, <laughs> Anyways, it's, it's sort of set in an office setting. This is what's kind of cool about it. So it sort of Matt borrows. love it. It borrows this idea of a future where corporations run the world, which I say is borrows. Is it corporate ladder? No. <laughs> no. It borrows it. Oh, what's that name of that game? I'm, I'm totally spacing on it now. I have like a board game of it from a long time ago. I'm so bad at this. Should have written it down. I know. I should have. That's my motto. Write it down. Oh, I should have known it. I can't remember it. Come back to it. I'm dying. What was it about? Uh, it's it's about corporations owning the world. Um, so it's like Netrunner. No, older. It's Mutant Chronicles. Ha, Boom! Ha. Got it. Mutant Chronicles has the same kind of setting where these companies run the whole world, and they these kind of, these hired thugs or mercs kind of run around. This is very similar to that. Hmm. This this setting is uh, in this. You you are doing some sort of mission inside of an office setting, and there's like workers and staplers, assistants, and stuff like that. But there's Personal also assistance? really yes, there's also incredibly you know uh, well armed security forces that can respond to you being there. What kind of corporation is this? The kind that has secret information and owns most of the world. A bank. Yes. Okay. Why not? <laughs> Mega Bank. No, I'm just kidding. I don't even know what the name of all the the uh, any of them are really. Goliath they're so, they're so forgettable. The the names bank? of the uh, so the different factions, you know, in the game. But when you buy a box of this, it comes with two of these factions, and you can use one or the other. And you're basically attacking, I guess, a generic factions or maybe the other factions. I don't even know. You're attacking one of the, somebody's installation or somebody's offices. You're kind of doing that kind of thing. So it's like these tight corridors and uh, invasions and firefights and these real tight kind of situations. Right. Uh, the game consists of two teams. Uh, each one has five, and each team has an, a team unique ability, and each character has their own unique ability on that team as well. Uh, they all have attack, uh, weapon, and character abilities. So it's kind of cool. They uh, also have a unique miniature that has to be assembled. And no, Nicole, it does not come with glue. I hate that. Come on. Even more so. You said that you like had a game. Was it that game? You glued it together? Yeah. And the glue wasn't very good. Right. For what they with for the plastic. Yes. And they fell apart mid game. They did. They did. Just sell me some glue. I don't oh. care if you raise the price five dollars. <laughs> sell me the right kind of glue. So. You get 10 of those little Merc miniatures, and you also get some security miniatures. You get five uh, security force level two and five security force level threes, which kind of look like uh, just little, they look like little just generic soldier dudes with with guns in their hands, kind of. Hmm. Not too special. Uh, The games are played on a map that's sort of generated by placing tiles around. You fill a frame. So imagine a frame sort of like uh, Settlers of Catan. Hmm, you build okay. a big square frame and you fill this thing up and you can do it however you want. You can follow one of their maps or you can build your own completely unique map. I did my own. That's kind of cool. Uh, so and, and, and you basically end up with one little tile left over is all you'll end up with at the end of it. That's how many tiles come in the box. It's just enough to play the game plus one tile. And it's like a two room tile. It's not even a big one. That's really odd. <laughs> right. There's not a ton of tiles. Uh, the tiles then are populated with colored discs, and this is kind of cool. That each each tile that gets a uh, sort of like basically there's a satellite 
that that gives you some sort of information about where people are in the building, but not exact information. Okay. And so you've got these red and blue discs and black discs, and you populate tiles with those discs. And until you have line of sight on those, you don't know what's there. Oh. It could be one thing or it could be the other. And that's actually designated by cards that get randomly drawn every turn. By these encounter cards tell you what they are. And it's based on what security level you're at, which is basically how much damage or how much commotion you've caused in the building so far. And then whatever, whatever you check that level and you cross reference it with whatever color disc you've pulled up. And that becomes whatever that card tells you, Hmm. which is really cool. But here's what's even cooler is the movement cards that they have for these, these enemy movement cards. You pull those at the start of the round and all the discs you can't see have this movement thing where they they move. Okay, so each of these like spaces, these square spaces, mm-hmm. has two of one color and two of another color sides, and it'll tell you this. You know, red discs move two towards orange. Well, the alignment of those orange sides don't necessarily match up because you built this randomly. Mm-hmm. So it'll move like towards orange and then towards orange, which might move it into a wall. It might move it right into line of sight with you. It really makes it feel chaotic and random. That's neat. I like that. It's the coolest movement system I've ever seen for just random movement. Hmm. And it makes it really cool because you're kind of trying, you are trying to do a recon mission, you know, Mm -hmm. and not be seen and not not blow the whole building up because it can escalate so fast. You before you know it, you're like guys are showing up with like heavy armor and blowing you away, you know, Hmm. in mass. So you really have to be careful. Uh, something else is like when you first do this, like right when you get out there and the, and the thing you get line of sight, it'll be some office worker. So you just chase him down and capture him real quick, you know. But in my in my mission, for instance, uh, we were trying to find a specific location like this mainframe and then destroy this mainframe, right? Okay. Uh, and there's there's a bunch of different mission cards. There's twelve mission cards in the box, but three of them make one one mission by itself. So there's actually like nine different missions or something like that. Uh, But it tells you an extraction point. It tells you an objective that you're doing and you kind of just run in there and do it. I mean, I think you would probably actually have fun with this game. Hmm. Uh, uh, So basically when you move around, it is a point, a point allowance system. Everybody has a certain number of points. This allows you to move around, investigate, capture employees, interrogate them for information because you can do that if they're high level enough enough. You can tell them, where's this, where's the server at, you know? Mm and uh, what is it? So, you, like, yeah, like I said, early on, you'll run into administrators, uh, analysts, scientists, and they won't attack you. They just try to run away. But if you let them get away, they raise the security level just by simply running away and saying, there's guys up there with guns on the, on the third floor or whatever. Uh, like I said, security levels change the blips on the map to a certain different level. Um I don't know. I, th- I think that the, one of the coolest things in this game is there's something called a breach and clear, too. So when you hit an objective room, like if I know the server's in this room and I go to jump in there and take it out, I can do a breach and clear, which is sort of like this. It's it's like you play a whole new little game, a little mini game on this other board and you bust into the room. And it's like that moment in a video game where they where everything goes in slow mo and you start shooting people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it kind of emulates that. Hmm. And it's it's just done where you line up these guys and you line up your guys and you start using, you know, you start doing more damage and you start doing environmental damage and. I don't know. It's I, the whole thing. I mean, it's it's too complex to go over every detail here. Just know that this is a pretty successful game to give you that sort of like futuristic Rainbow Six, you know, sort of uh, you know SWAT team sort of feel hmm. 
for a game. And it, and it was really cool. It really was. And that was like one of the things that there was a, in, in the mission I was doing as well. You couldn't do more than three spaces worth of what's called collateral damage, which is like damaging the office itself before you got extracted out. Took me two tries. I beat it on the second try. Okay. Totally fun. So you can't blow up the whole office building and win. Right. Okay. This game was fun. It sounds kind of cool, actually. The, the first time I played, I was a little confused because this is a Megacon game. So it's it's just like Myth. It's got a book that reads too fast, and I had to go online for clarification because it's just not clear enough. Mm. Just simply isn't. But I didn't have to buy a whole new or like download a whole new rule book to figure it out. You just had to get online and look it up. Look up a couple clarifications, which is something I do for almost every game. Yeah. But this one, this one, I think it probably had like three as opposed to another normal game, which has like one. Right. <clears throat> but pretty cool. As far as like a little miniature game, you do chuck dice in it and try to, you know, score certain points or certain symbols or whatever. And you use a point allowance system to kind of do all this cool stuff. And you breach and clear and you take hostages and you interrogate people and you avoid other blips by ducking into offices before they come around the corner. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. And stuff escalates really fast and you're blowing up security level four guys you know, well, we will have to play it together sometime. We probably should. We should. Fun game. Uh, next one I played. This is one you bought me for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I played Aeon's End. Aeon's End. Now it's like Aeon Flux, but Aeon's End. I hated that. A E O N. Do you Aeons. remember that the intro to that? Like she got the fly caught in her eyelashes. And she did that on purpose because she was. I hated that. that. I thought it was disgusting. She was that tough. So gross. <laughs> like, it's bad enough when when somebody gets, like, a hair in their eyelash and it, like, twitches every time they open and close their eye. Right. But to actually have a fly in there? Gross. Right. Okay, so this is, like, uh, this is a deck builder. Nobody remembers that except me, I think. I know it. <laughs> this is a deck builder game. It's fantasy set. Uh, in this game, you are trying to beat a nemesis. And you're playing a team of heroes. And it doesn't matter. This one, this one, you don't have to have five players. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I did play a four-player game in this by myself, just because. Um, this is uh, this is kind of a deck-building, role-playing game, but I'd say it sort of loosely applies because the story kind of emerges. It, it, it sort of emerges, you know, whether evil wins or not. It doesn't really go much go very far it's just pretty much that's the only story evil wins or evil doesn't win you know that's kind of the answer to most stories right um so there's quite a bit of quite a few characters that are in here and each one has like a starting deck but each one has like a unique card basically it's like a card or two that are in their starting deck so it's not that big a variant you know off of just your basic Thunderstone kind of game. Because that's what I would compare this to. It's probably compared to Thunderstone. Yeah. The big difference is, 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 as opposed to Thunderstone, where you're both trying to race and collect the normal, or like the most monsters killed over the course of the whole game. Mm-hmm. In this one, you're actually just trying to collectively beat a nemesis who keeps spawning out like minions and, and attacking the town and stuff like that. And that's something I haven't mentioned yet. Not only does the nemesis and the minions attack you, they also attack your town, which Aww. is like called, I think, it, it's, I swear it's Gloom something. Fluxville? Gloom something. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Gloomhaven, because <laughs> that's a game. Gloomville? I think it's like Gloomsburg. Why not? Gloomsburg? No, <laughs> it's not Gloomsburg. It's something like that, though. Gloomsylvania? No, so I don't know. Might, might as well be. Uh, so this is the thing. Each player nah, gets their own, their own little playing mat that they play off of that tracks their... It uh, says Gloomhaven on here. I messed that up. 
I just typed that in <laughs> just as a placeholder. Um, so anyways, you all have you all have your little playing your little character card and, and each person will get their own character and their own little special card added to their deck. And you're trying to cast spells to attack the nemesis and take him out. Well, the thing is, is the nemesis starts with like 70 different hit or 70 hit points and you start with like like 30. No, the, the village starts with 30 and each of you have 15 hit points and you have to take out the, the nemesis. So okay. you got your little player card. Your player card gives you a unique ability it, uh, and it also attracts like how many charges you have to activate the unique ability uh, and it also tracks your hit points for you. The other thing it does is right up above it, you have these things called gates. And this is where the game kind of becomes interesting because, you know, there's a delay system built into like a game like Magic the Gathering where you have to build up a certain amount of mana, which is your casting power before you can actually cast big spells, right? Right. So you can't just come right out of the gate casting the biggest spell in your hand. Of course not. What's the fun in that? (laughs) This is the same kind of thing. You've got... But this limits how many you can cast. You've got these locked gates and you've got opened gates. Opened gates you can put a spell on and you can cast it whenever you want. You can cast it now. You can cast it in a later turn. Whatever you want. But you can cast a spell on it every single turn if you want to. Closed gates have to be activated, which cost a certain amount of like little generated points to activate them so that you can place a spell on them. Or they cost a certain amount of points to cause them to become opened gates. So as the game goes along, you become just like, you know, a, you know, you know, Gatling gun of spells. Every single character does. They're casting tons of them, you know. Uh, this one does have fixed market. Gravehold. Ah, Gloomhaven. <laughs> so close, Gravehold. Anyways, so you've got you've got your little guy. You've got your special abilities. You're, build, you're building up two different resources. You're either building up... Uh, attack power or you're building up like mana kind of purchasing stuff and the mana can be used to either create a charge towards your special ability which you have each one has a unique number that they need to activate their special ability which might be like something like heal another mage five points Hmm. or you know you get to duplicate some other mage's spell and cast it right now something like that is what you build up. Or you get to ignore the Nemesis's card that he just drew and completely forget about the effects. Nemesis's. Nemesis's. Right. <laughs> With an apostrophe. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> but you can, you can, they, they've got powers like that. And, uh, or you can buy stuff from the market. And the market is fixed. So it's just like Dominion, just like uh, Basic Thunderstone, which is you've got a stack, several stacks of cards, in this case nine, and they are they represent additional ways to either get more purchasing power or new spells that you can use to attack the enemies. Hmm. Okay? So every turn, this is something that's weird too, that's kind of unique. When you cast a spell, you put a card from your hand onto an open gate or an activated gate, and then you wait till next turn. And the cards that are on there at the start of your turn are the cards you can cast because you had to prep those spells in between turns. Oh. So there is a delay to this as well. This is why I never play a spellcaster. Oh, it's so much fun though. This is this oh, is a good you gotta time. Because, wait too long. Because, I just want to get in there with my axe and hack <clears throat> stuff up. Well, truly, I, I'll just say this: you're trying to to keep Gravehold from dying, right? And most of the minions that the Nemesis spawns attack Gravehold, not players. Mm. And the Nemesis also will attack you directly. The Nemesis also has a strike effect that goes off every once in a while when he gets so many of these one type of cards built up. 
doesn't really matter. You're buying new spells, you're, you're getting your gates open, and by the end of it, you just feel like a total, you know, killer wizard that's just throwing spells everywhere. Yeah. And it's just, it's fun, because it kind of, it, you get this point, you, you, in my game, at some midpoint, I was like, I'm not casting enough spells. And then all of a sudden, the next turn, I was like, I'm destroying everything, you know? <laughs> It was fun. I'd Aeon's like to play that one. It was fun enough. This is no no kidding. It was fun enough that I actually kickstarted the second base game of it. Really? Yeah, it was like 60 bucks and I got I got it's going to have all new wizards in it. That's and exciting. And nemesises and nemeses and nemesisai. Nemesis and <laughs> That's I, really I, exciting for me because this one I bought for you for Christmas blind. Right. Like I I had heard a review of it. You'd never even heard right. of the game because you didn't hear that review or something. Right. And it's fun. Yay! I did a good job. Go <laughs> me. I'm awesome. Uh, one thing I will say, here's my big complaint of it. Oh no. No, don't uh, don't you burst do, my bubble. You do track little tokens on a, your little piece of cardboard, and all those little pieces of cardboard yeah. were shoddy, to really? say the least. Aww. Because they were like the cardboard was like, oh, it's bent that way. Let me see if I can bend it the other way. Oh, now it's bent the other way. Let me see if I can bend it back. Now it's bent back the same way it was. Now I try to bend it back. And it just was like, what is this made out of? Play-Doh? <laughs> you know? Because it just it just never seemed to flatten out. And on top of that, now I'm putting little tokens on my little piece of cardboard That's character tracking flat. sheet. It's not flat. That is a bummer. So it was it was, yeah, that was the biggest disappointment. The game itself is great. So you make it so that the ends bow up and you put something on the ends. Look. I and then it'll be flat. I, I was just fine. It's called science. <laughs> that is not <laughs> called science. Well, sure it is. There's something scientific about them. That if you have something that's bowed and you put weight on either end, that's got to be like the, the Kirkenberger theory. I don't know. We're moving on without, okay. without, without what Kirk eats for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another one I played. Now, I, I know I have, I don't think I've talked about this. I checked some old episodes and I don't think me. I did this. I didn't actually play this over the last couple of weeks, but it's something I need to mention. Uh, it's the Descent Second Edition with the app, the Road to Legend app. Right. Now, I've got this game. I bought this game. It's, 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 a, it's a dungeon master with players kind of game out of the box, like Imperial Assault. In fact, Imperial Assault is based off of Descent 2nd Edition. But but this one has an app out called Road to the Legend. And right. Road to Legend does, like, it adds in some sort of automated enemy movement instructions, and it also controls, like, certain uh, revelation of information when you're playing the game. It tracks what gear your, your party has, uh, it gives you side quests on its own, and you get to adventure around a little map, and it tracks all this stuff for you, hmm. and you get to play this little adventure game. Now, like I said, it's very similar to the Imperial Assault. So you are doing a dice-based adventure where most of your your concentration is going to be character building and min-maxing your characters so that you can try to roll more dice and get more symbols to match up to your effects mm -hmm. and that kind of thing and keep your, your pitiful amount of hit points above zero. Uh, it's very much uh, in that standard D&D &D setting, you know, Dungeons and Dragons setting. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is, uh, I thought this was pretty cool. That the, the app does a lot for you. It doesn't give you much story, more than like a paragraph here and there. But the, uh, just the fact that you can actually play this game by yourself. And you can play it with more than one per person if you want. I mean, I have it set up upstairs. And I'm in the middle of my campaign. I've played like three games of it now. 
It's fun. It's going to be a while before you get to play again. Why? You work too much again. You're what back you at work. About? Your vacation is over. <laughs> Here's something to think about, too. The app comes with two campaigns. It starts with a one called, like, Rise of the Goblins, and there's some sort of Runes of the Fire Lord or something like that is the other campaign you can play with just a base box of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long they are. I can't speak to that. But I know that I already bought an expansion because there was one other one that if you had the Shadows of Terranoth or whatever, that you could play a third campaign in there and it gave you like another 16 enemies which i think that the game varies i think it's pretty dependent on there being more enemies but it gave me uh, in in my in my second main mission not my side quest because i played like a main mission and a side quest and i played another main mission mm-hmm. in my second main mission it pulled out like no it was in the side quest never mind <laughs> it was in my in my side quest they pulled out like every miniature you could think of i was fighting like an undead dragon by the end of the wow of the mission for a couple rounds, I didn't actually beat him before the the whole like little chamber I was in collapsed on top of me. Ooh. I didn't die. I survived. Did the dragon survive? Heck no. How that it... Draco Lich is dead. It was an undead dragon. How did it not survive? If its bones are smashed, it doesn't really make any difference, does it? It smashed its bones? I don't know. It collapsed on top of it. Wow. <laughs> How dare you? question my success all right just saying that's descent second edition app i mean really really cool supposedly like i've said before they're coming up with an imperial assault version of this app and i'm telling you that game absolutely is hitting the table again the moment that's out i don't care if you want to play it or not i will be a fred eye (laughs) you hate my jedi jokes that was a joke i can't believe that (laughs) All yes, right. I will play that game with you. Cool. Last one. Star Trek Frontiers. Ugh, you played so much without me. <laughs> Star Trek Frontiers. This will be fast. Good. This is an adventure deck building game set in the Star Trek universe. I say deck building and adventure because you actually do use guys on a map and you use cards to drive that action. This is based off of Mage Knight, the board game, which we reviewed. Was it last September or a year ago last September? Who knows? I was just going to say you should have said dudes on a map. That's a shout out to someone. Oh. Dudes on a map. Hi, guys. So, Vlada Kavadal <laughs> is uh, the person who designed Mage Knight, the board game, but this was a redesign done by Andrew Parks, your designer of your Core Worlds game that you like so I love much. Love Core Worlds. <laughs> now, you get to play one of uh, two different Federation ships or two different Klingon ships. Each comes with their own miniature and deck of cards. The cards produce one of four resources, either movement, influence, attack, or shields. Influence is what you use to get more cards when you're in a spaceport. Uh, your ship travels around a star field of hexagonal spaces, defeating Romulans and even the mighty Borg. Romulans. Which the game comes with four Borg cube miniatures on top of hero click bases, which I never quite got to the point where I got to use those yet. But they're probably very similar to the castles in the last game, which basically just says that they alter what it takes to defeat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Each game begins with a mission goal describing how to win the game and the number of rounds accomplished. It comes with several missions in the game box. Uh, The actions are played with your cards. When your deck runs out, the round is over. So you take turns playing cards Uh, in the solo game that I played. This is uh, it's actually kind of an interesting way to handle solo rules. You uh, the your opponent or whoever you choose to be your opponent or whatever will have a couple of colors that are represented. And when you play cards out of their deck, if they match that symbol, you play like I think it's two cards to begin with. And if the symbol matches, then they get to play an extra card 
for every one of those like colors or whatever that matches. So it mm. kind of plays pretty simple. You don't have to do like a big bunch of stuff to play their turn. Well, that's good. I want to warn everybody that this is a very big rule book. However, with patience, you can get through it. It's not too bad. I found that knowing how to play Mage Knight the board game, it came back pretty quick. Okay? <laughs> the patience is worth it, though, because waiting on the other side is what board game geek people consider one of the ultimate solo experiences for board games. Because Mage Knight has been rated like one of the top versions of those. I didn't check to see if it was the number one right now, but it has been number one in the past. Right. And this is in the same vein. So what's the big difference? The difference is that Star the Trek. theme and the elimination of the night and day mechanism. So if you recall in Mage Knight, we would right. have different terrain movement costs during the daytime and during the nighttime. And that's how much movement right, it costs to move across different like way mountains. Way easier to cross a desert at night than it is during the day. Right, right. Which is very thematic and makes a lot of sense. Totally. But if you're traveling in a spaceship in space. That makes no sense. It doesn't really seven. matter because it's, it's always all night phase. nighttime pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't change at all. But that doesn't really diminish the experience. It pretty much stays the same kind of level of experience to me personally. And it seems like it's just kind of a pick your poison situation. If you like science fiction over fantasy, pick Star Trek. Uh, I think that personally, you know, I would probably pick this over Mage Knight because it seemed a little easier to get into and get and keep playing. Hmm. It, did, it didn't seem that bad. Theme wise, I would have thought you'd pick Mage Knight. Almost. I didn't see all aspects of this game. Like I didn't see the inside of a tomb or whatever they would call a tomb because they're different planets. And oh. this one, so I did. I did actually uh, assert my influence over a planet and take it over, but it was. It turned out the planet that I took over was the same as a mage tower, which basically lost me influence because I took over a mage tower. <laughs> I guess it's a bad thing. I don't know. I took over a mage tower and basically, or took over a, this certain type of planet with my influence, and it gave me, you know, some sort of extra card. But in this game, you do recruit people like crew members mm -hmm. to your ship, and you become more powerful because they're available to you and they reset, you know, you tap them when you use their abilities and you reset them every round. Mm -hmm. And this had a certain number of rounds. And, the, and the, I just played the basic beginning game to try to reveal a board cube. And at that end of the round that I revealed the board cube, the game was over. Right. Which is cool. And it's got a scoring system to score you for playing solo play. They're very aware that that's what people do with this. Because otherwise it takes forever. Right. Now, this is another one. This is what's funny, too, is that Mage Knight, the board game, I remember the MSRP on it was like $80 or something like that. This one's MSRP, I believe, is 50 Hmm. Which is another reason when you're getting 80, 90% of the experience, probably 90% at least, of the experience of Mage Knight for nearly half the cost. Why not? Yeah. Just go for it's it. It's really weird that it would cost less because you would think it would be more because they had to like reserve the, the IP for it right. and everything. It's weird. It's it's considerably less. I bought huh. it at Gen Con discounted at like. We got like a scratch and dent version. Oh, I don't even know what it was. I think it was like 35 bucks. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it was. Totally worth $35. <laughs> All right, Nicole. <clears throat> enough about right. games we played, okay? Enough about games you played. <laughs> yes, I played a lot of games. Let's uh, talk about a peak, like a peaked interest because I asked a question to the guild. Yes, you did. I asked, uh, what is your favorite game you found too complicated on the first play? 
That's why I asked. Here we go. Whew. Wow. Would you look at that? Magnificent. Here are some peaked interests. All right, Nicole. Here we go. So I said that the question I asked them was, what is your favorite game that you found too complicated to play on the first play? Now, we're going to do a top five list at the end of this. Mine's slightly varied from this. What did, what did you understand this to mean? I thought you just meant that, that like, really almost too complex, but that you really, really like now. That's fine. Same thing. Okay, good. All right, here we That's go. That's what I did. So the first person to respond was Jeff, who said, I have two answers. He loves everything about Descent, Journeys in the Dark, second edition. Talked about it this episode. Uh, components, art, and the scale of it, but he's never paid it past, or made it past, <laughs> paid it past. Never made it past paid it forward. I know. <laughs> never paid it forward. No, never made it past the setting up uh, everything and starting the first moves. <laughs> Do you, look, but I, I never made it past setting up everything and starting the first moves. Whoa. I think I need someone to actually teach me how to play so I can teach the group. And? Well, Fred would love to do that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're not there. And uh, he said he, he said we messed up the rules to Agricola on the first couple of plays, but now we love it and laugh at the rules we broke every time we play now. Laugh at him. You're like, ha, stupid rule. <laughs> <laughs> you were meant to be broken. Uh, he said, so a game I think I love but haven't actually played yet and a game we found too complicated at first, but now Grok? I don't know what that means. I think I'm too old for that. <laughs> what is G-R-O-K? Grok? Was it a typo? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I gotta, I'm going to search. <laughs> the second gives us confidence that we can get over the hurdle of the first. Grok. Uh, here's what I'll say. The Descent Journeys in the Dark, play the cooperative game. Get that app right now, Jeff. It's awesome telling you road to legend get it right now it's a word coined by robert a heinlein for his 1961 science fiction novel stranger in a strange land i know the song oxford english (laughs) dictionary summarizes the meaning of grok as to understand intuitively or by empathy to establish rapport with and to empathize or communicate sympathetically so they empathize with the game but they understand it though i i I only took I was like an English major for like one semester and decided, nope. Look, I love Iron Maiden and they have a song called Stranger in a Strange Land. And I know it's based off a book and that's it. Well, there you go. They also have one called The Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner that's based off of a, <laughs> off of a book. They also have one called The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner that's based off a book. That's I don't a care. book. They read a lot of books. I did read The Rhyme of, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. It wasn't I don't very good. read much because anymore. I love reading, but I will read one page and <laughs> fall asleep. <laughs> Sleep. That's me snoring. Stop reading your notes. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> so I would say get the get the app right now. It's awesome. You, you'll be in the game in what moments. App? I mean the the descent. Oh, the second descent edition. one. Right. Yes. Play that cooperative with everybody. You'll still have a good time. The DM will be your iPad or your iPhone or whatever device you're going to play on, and you'll have a, a great time. And it, it's still just as as brutal as it could be. And you'll have and you'll get to save it, and everybody will have that campaign experience. You, and I just got a Ziploc and threw it in the bag and keep my stuff in there if I want to pack it up. All my like equipment cards for my app. Anyways, uh, Agricola. I like Agricola. I, I can't remember. Did we mess it up real bad the first time we played it? I don't think so. But then again, we mess up most games. So maybe, probably. What? We don't. You. 
I do. I, I do no, miss it. It's me. I got singled out at a game day yesterday. <laughs> How so? What happened to you? Well, the the rules were being very explicitly told to me <laughs> to the right. point where someone else goes, yeah. Nicole, have you not played this before? And I was like, well, no, I've played it before, but it's been a long time. He's like, oh, yeah, okay. And I was like, but honestly, if anybody's going to screw up rules, it's going to be me. What? Because I kind of pay attention. All right. I so, learn by doing, not by hearing. You can tell me five times how to do something, and until I do it, I don't know. Here's the only way I screw up Agricola. Surely it cannot be this hard just to eat a meal. <laughs> no, it's that hard. Am I really going to starve? Yes. yes. <laughs> this has to be some other rule to this. No. you no. got to feed your people. All right. Second, Kurt said, uh, would like to start off by saying that he did enjoy Touch of Evil. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yay! Uh, having we didn't played it, fail him. He only played a cooperative, but he thinks it'd be more fun competitive. Now, the first uh, time playing Russian Railroads, his brain hurt when he was through. That one is a brain burner. <laughs> he My says, goodness. trying to manage all the different railroad lines, the industry tracks, and the frustration of people placing their workers where you need to place them. Every line helps you in a different way, and you cannot hyper-focus on one thing. And I would like to thank Nicole for pooping on our interests <laughs> Mars games. Thanks for the hours of entertainment. You're welcome. Now I do have a deal with Kurt. <laughs> what? That if he ever makes it to KC, I'll play one of his Mars games. And if, what did I say? If he wins, then I'll take him to the planetarium. Maybe they'll do a Mars feature. I don't know. I'm going to say the last few planetariums, planetariums I've been to are kind of disappointing. But they did an upgrade. They, did, they updated it. It's supposed to be like way cool now. I, I hope so, because the last few like, I've been I really, to, I was really like, want what to kind go. of projector are they using? Oh, not a, not a one in focus. Is this a focus. flashlight with like some dots in a page? Pretty much. It was not in focus. <laughs> it was pretty awful, but it's supposed to be really amazing right now. Russian Railroads. Russian Railroads was one of those games where you want to do everything and you can't right you just can't so which one do you focus on well right. i want to focus on this because i think i can complete that but wait i can't so maybe i should focus on that and now you've focused on two things and there's a third one that you're not focused on at all but man i really now i should have done that because everybody else is blocking me up it's overwhelming there's right. so many options and yet this, not we played this on a five for five yeah now by the fifth game, our games had become a lot more focused, and we kind of True. understood that, you know, okay, you start with the third track. Whatever you start with, just go with you, it. You have to start a little bit on the first track, but the second track you ignore. Then you go to the third track, <laughs> and then you start on, you You have to take the bottom track if you want to, and if you go, and, and if you got time left over, you do a little bit on the second track to get to that first goal, but don't worry about the rest of the goals because they're not as important because they won't get you farther on the other tracks, and there's a lot to it. Right. And, of course, we have German railroads that we haven't even touched yet. Not yet at all. And we've oh. had it for, like, what, a year? I don't know. Probably. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Probably. I'm just going to say that Russia, I don't know. Russian railroads is really good. It's pretty good. But it makes your head hurt. It's a good one. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and pooping what? on Mars. You would poop on Mars if there was a toilet. <laughs> well, only if it was enclosed because I don't squat in public and, right. or in the woods. No. Right. And she won't use happening. any of those Martian leaves. I don't know that I, I would. I would explode <laughs> from non-poopage if I had to go to Mars right. and there wasn't an enclosed toilet. <laughs> I just started thinking about South Park where they decided to reverse the digestive process and go the opposite oh, that's direction. Disgusting. And they pooped out of their mouth. Anyways. The most terrifying thing I think I've ever done was going on top of the mountain and having to poop in the in the 
in the little enclosed toilet where my head's peeking out. Everybody can see my face. They know I'm in there because they can we see all me. Laugh and at I can you. see everyone. Every and one of us. You're like at least 50 yards away from everyone. So it's not like they're going to hear anything, smell anything, whatever. But you can still see them and they see you while you're doing it. It was horrifying. Just your head. It was horrifying. All right. Rinswin added. Hi, guys. I haven't gotten to a second game on these yet, but I, though. But Ailey. I thought, I think that's your typo. <laughs> no, it is not. I okay, copied these directly. You, okay. Legendary Hi guys, Alien I Encounters. I haven't gotten to a second game on these <laughs> yet, but I thought Legendary Alien Encounters <laughs> was a pretty big bite to swallow. Whoa. Eldritch Horror was a day long as well. Whoa. Of the two, I say Eldritch Horror has a better chance of making it to the table again. I like that more than the other one. I like them both. If you said if you said you have to get rid of one but oh, keep the I'd, other, I'd keep Eldritch. Yeah, me too. Yeah, totally. But I like them both. Um, I think Eldritch has a. It's kind of got this uh, way of making you think it's going to take less time, and then it ends up taking forever. Right, but and it doesn't every, feel uh, like forever. And, and a warning to everyone listening: uh, if you add an expansion in there, it's oh, just that it's, much longer. Yeah, that's it's true. It's just like Arkham Horror, which don't is don't add to every expansion. Just makes it longer. You have to deal with more, and it take it takes time to deal with more, and so that's what you do. But legendary alien encounters, I love the anticipation, right? Of what's coming up next. Yeah, oh my god, one. look at that! You know, because you the don't best they come out legendary. and you don't see them right. until you encounter them, and it's just awesome. It's just awesome. Well, so Brendan chimed in and he said, "I guess is his answer is Fortune and Glory, the cliffhanger game." But he has a sneaking suspicion that it isn't a complexity problem so much as a rules writing problem. Ooh. As much as he likes Flying Frog games, their rule books are difficult uh, to parse and difficult to search. I don't I, reference the book on that one too much. I rely on you. Here's the problem with me. So What's your problem, buddy? There's certain games that you get. If it's a game that you know and you like, like I like dudes on a map games. I just do. Dudes on a map games. Right. So anything with like a bunch of miniatures on a map and I'm running around <laughs> doing stuff, I kind of. I was like, they're not a company. They do like. Sh- go ahead. I've got this like I've got some sort of like understanding automatically and I've retained all those rules. I don't know what it is. It's in my subconscious. So I'm just plucking out the reference card in my brain and putting a stack together to make the new game. Right. Whereas when I play a game like, uh, you know. Castles of Burgundy or something like that. I have no reference cards in my brain and I'm just ruining it. I'm just trying to shove, like write these hastily out in my head and figure it all out and smash it all together and make it make sense. So I have to play it or else I don't know what I'm playing. Right. But on games like fortune and glory last night on earth and touch of evil and Merck's recon and stuff like that. I have like a sense of how this is going to work. I just do. I don't know why. It's intuitive you for me. played a lot of games and those, those clicked. Those games are very intuitive for me, so yeah. I get those. So to me, Fortune and Glory, like if I don't play it for a couple of years, it's just like a run through the rule book in 10 minutes and you're done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, we don't reference the rule book a whole lot on that one. Nope. But, but that but everybody much. has different games that are intuitive. But we've played it several times, like several Right. So that might be the difference, too. I don't remember, like, the second time we played it. Did we have right. to reference the rule book a bunch? Maybe. 
It's a good game. It's though. been years. We've had that game for years now. It's pretty so. good. Yeah, I like it. Last up, Daniel said he's always feeling like he's mentioning it, but Terra Mystica is the game that just fits the bill. That's a good game. After his first play, he was ready to get rid of it, but because the, ga- the game took so long and he felt it had too much going on, time passed. He played it again with somebody else's copy and a different group of people, and it went so much better. Uh, he had digested the rules completely and by then had played a bunch of other complicated games and did not play with a certain individual. He means me. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they know who they are. Uh, and who has terrible analysis paralysis. It could be me. Boom. Great game. And he now gives it a 10 where at the time he would have traded it for almost anything. Huge jump. That's a good game. I really enjoyed playing that one. We have to play it again. We really need to play that again. Don't be so stressing about that. We really need to play it again. Uh, Bora Bora, he says, was the last complicated game he remembers playing. No, I love that game, actually. (laughs) I think it's wonderful. Uh, He really didn't know what was going on and he needed regular clarifications. And he's sure he made a ton of terrible moves and finished the game in last place. Only played it once. But it sticks in his mind as the turning point for him being able to get games. That one is quite complicated. There is... Just not because it's it's so hard. Right. There's just so much going on. Like this is going on and that's going on. And then you have this option. There's stuff going on in that game where I actually was thinking about, I really like that one game where we did this and found out, oh, well, that was Bora Bora. And it's like, no, that wasn't the game where we did this. Yeah. Same game. Really? Those are the same game. It seemed completely independent of one another but it's because there's that much going on there was a weird part of that game that we messed up we've only played it oh once. i'm sure of it it was the weird uh the weird four, part like the connect four kind of aspect there was some weird thing where you put little chips down in a grid on your little player mat and oh, if you got them to that. match up a certain way then you could get bonuses for them we completely messed i didn't even up. remember that part but that's another one we need to play again <laughs> right it's a felled game oh it's so good it was fun. It was just a lot. But he didn't like that one. He didn't go back to that one. No, he said that he needed clarification. Nope. He didn't like that. He only played it once. Well, maybe he'll play it again. No way. So, But he likes Terra Mystica. I like well, Terra yeah, Mystica, too. Yeah, that's a great but game. I like Bora Bora, too. It wasn't too bad. It's fun. All right, Nicole. What are your top five complicated games that you grew to love? Well, some of them I just kind of loved already, but... I got six, so I'm already cheating. Oh, what a and cheater I, I, pants. This is something else I what did that, that's really phone? atypical for me is I didn't uh, order these in any sort of order. I did my number one See, where my number one would be. hysterical because I absolutely ordered mine and where normally I'm just flying by the seat what? of my pants going, mm, I think today I feel like this. Okay. My well, phone, I, I got an order now. I got it. My phone was being weird, though. It wouldn't recognize my phone. I'm going to do phone. an order. So what's your number five? Um, My number five was Robinson Crusoe. Whoa. That one was rough. But I do love the game. I let me rephrase that. I love the base game, and we've only played the first edition of it, not the second edition. I don't know anything about that. I don't know the differences. I've heard that the rule book is much improved, which it needed to be, because the first rule book was a piece of Dump, Whoa! Dump on a page. <laughs> it was bad. So, which we have like probably beaten that horse to death 
talking about how bad that book was. <laughs> I'll just but. do my honorable mention really quick. Oh, for uh, because I had sakes. six. I had six, and I didn't want to. And you got to do two. Of. Okay. Okay. So I'm doing two in a row. Uh, Warhammer 40k, a uh, game I played a long time ago. I didn't. I don't play it anymore. But it was. It's. I remember sitting there with that rule book. The rule book is like 200 pages long, but it's not rules. Only the first like. 40 pages as rules, but it was the, it was the only the first 40 really. Right. But and you couldn't get that. And you're sitting there going 40 pages. Are you kidding me? I'm never getting through this. But then when you, when you make it your hobby and you make it that 40 pages, you know, the only thing you're doing that 40 K suddenly you become able to, to digest this and remember it. And the game became this very elegant experience where I was playing with everyone else who absolutely knew the rules. Yeah. And we all were painting miniatures, and it was such an enjoyable experience to have this 40 pages, a ridiculous you know, amount of rules under my belt that I just knew you know, right off the top of my head. And, of course, if you didn't know a rule or you came up with some sort of dispute, the coolest thing about Games Workshop was is you could actually dial a 1-800 number and talk to someone at Games Workshop, even on a Sunday. Wow. And, they, and one of their game helper guys would tell you, oh, no, this works like that instead of this. That's a cool job. How cool is that? That's the coolest thing I've ever seen out of a game <laughs> company. We used to call game companies and go, we're in the like right at the end of a battle and we're, we're having this dispute. This guy feels like it should be like A and I feel like it should be like B. What do you think? And they'd say A or B. And we'd be like, thank you. And they'd be like, all right, have a good game. It's a 1-800 number? <laughs> I don't remember. That's <laughs> awesome. so cool. Uh, my number five. Wait, wait. On that note, do you remember like Nintendo? They had the 1-800 number tips line? Yes. Like pre-internet? Yes. And you could call the 1-800 number and I get... I used to dial the non-1-800 number and my mom would Ooh, yell at me about long distance charges. You made long distance charges on For your games. mom's phone? <laughs> For games. To find out what the cheat was? To I'd do it every tube, day. Which tube should Mario take? I, I would sit there for so long on hold, too. That was when I really felt bad. Oh, they shouldn't even be allowed to put you on hold. Like, it, like people might, like right now, don't, don't know what a 1-900 number is, but they used to do all these different 1-900s, like dial new kids on the block. All the 1-900 numbers. It was either stuff like that or it was porn related. Right, but they had these 1-900 numbers that were like toll numbers. Well, this was like... I felt almost like I was dialing that because I was like, I can't get past this level on Metroid. I got to figure <laughs> out what's going on. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, that's uh, awesome. So my number five is Thunderstone. And this is what's funny about Thunderstone. Thunderstone? Yes. That's hard. Because I had no reference really on how this game was supposed to work. And the layout on those old cards in Thunderstone 1.0 was awful. And it was so hard to kind of get my brain around how this game was supposed to work. I knew I wanted, I knew I had to make it work, and I knew I had to be able to teach it to you real obviously and, and well, because you would bail on it because yeah. you didn't like games at the time, board games specifically. I like and if, board games. And I, was I so loved worried. Yahtzee. I was so worried that I was going to mess up the rules and you're going to say, this game's too complicated. I don't want to play this. <laughs> and so it was like, it was the first time I felt like I was reading a, you know, sort of a hobby level rule book. That wasn't 40k and trying to teach it to you. It was, and it's a board game, not just a miniature combat game like 40k, right? Because I never expected you to play 40k with me. Oh no! So there you go. My first number five official board game version is Thunderstone. See now, you're number. Four. You have a distinct advantage on this list because you actually had to learn the game. I just had to listen to you and go, "Is that right?" Oh, Thunderstone was a bit intimidating at first. Yeah. With carrying weight. I can't even recall. Hero upgrades and 
buying different cards and reading all those cards. It felt like I was playing Magic the Gathering, The you know, except you buy and build your deck right now. Yeah. It's cool. All right. So number four. Yep. My number four is Dungeon Pets. Hmm. That one, we looked like morons. We sat, well, we didn't oh look like because we're not a, we're only a podcast, but I'm we sounded like kid. morons. That's the single most frustrating teach I've ever done. It was awful. I hated that game. Yeah. At least that teach. Right. That game. But the, the game, game itself, itself is really fun. Right. I looked at it sitting on the shelf just the other day and I was like, I'm not I getting totally rid of that game. I totally want to play that game. I would yeah. play that again. Mm-hmm. You know? But I that, just don't want to ever teach oh, it to anyone. I don't ever want to teach that to another person again. It's the worst. Of it might not be so bad if we'd played it a couple times, Ugh. but none Ugh. of us had played it before. So bad. And it, the rule book was intense, and the board itself is really complex. Right. There's a lot to it. Yeah, and there's even parts where it's like like 90% of the way through the game, I forgot about like the little you know, demon troll, whatever he is. Dungeon pet, I guess he it was. The imp? <laughs> That yeah, that's like the on the the Barker's station. Right. I forgot about him completely. I yeah. still don't know what exactly what he does. I can't remember at this point what he, he was giving you like a bonus or something. It gives you a bonus if you're in the the pageant or something. Right. But he's just like it's just like one little tiny single square space. on the board that's just. But it doesn't look like a space. It's just. Part of, it looks like decoration. Right. It's like an extra thing you do at the end of your turn if, if all the cages and all the pets have been taken. Right. It's weird. <laughs> that one's really, really rough, but really, right. really fun. Right. So what's your number four? My number four is Mage Wars Arena. Yeah. That's an intimidating game to learn. Yeah. You've There's got so to many build cards. This, you've got this deck to build. You've got purchasing abilities you've got to build them in a certain way you you've got to you've got this whole tactical aspect to it where you're trying to kind of you know create a battle plan in your head as you're building this port you know this folio of, of different cards and spells you're going to have you know this port you know folio is it a portfolio well, it's a folio it's not a portfolio. It's a folio. It just sounded funny. So you're just doing this, 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 you know, this collection of cards, and you're trying to figure out which ones are going to work when, and you're trying to come up with this whole plan. And the game offers you a ton of options, right? And a ton of different ways you can go, and and how far you you want to go, and what direction. And it's just it's really as deep as you want it to make it. Yeah. And it, there's a lot to it, a lot of nuance, and it was a rough book to make it through. Yeah, but I can once see that. I got it in there, and once we played it, and by the time we hit that fifth game, we were playing a, a totally different game, you know, in, in you know from what I could tell from what we were on game one, right? And it was it was a lot more aggressive. We had different ways to do stuff. We were planning differently. You had built card decks differently. It was it was super fun, and of course, it has that thing I love about games, which is the ability to have an attack where I chuck an entire two handfuls. Of dice. I have to, can't do it in one hand. I got to yeah. have a second hand in there to make it happen. <laughs> Mage Wars Arena. <clears throat> What's All your number three? My number three, I'm certain you probably thought would be higher on my list. What? Eldritch Horror. Really? I, didn't, I, I, I actually didn't think about your list. Oh, Thanks. You think that game? I think about you all the time. Thank you. I don't <laughs> think about. It. I'm just kidding. The, uh, so, Eldritch Horror was a tough one for you. It's kind of tough. I think at you its know, base level, it's not that bad. Here's the thing. What? I kind of, I almost put Arkham Horror on here, 
But frankly, I don't like that game. Yeah, the game's not it's that okay. much fun. It's okay. It's all right. I'll play it if somebody wants to play it. I'm not opposed. The first time I played it, I was like, screw this game. I don't care. Whatever. I'm not, I don't want to play this again. I know. And then you won. Well, I was <laughs> asleep. It, meh. Um, <laughs> I, I just, it, whatever. I will play it if other people right. want to play it. Sure. I've gotten to that point with it. Yes. Eldritch Horror... I think that the only reason I got it as easily as I did was because I'd suffered through Arkham. And, but I, any day I will play Eldritch, Eldritch over Arkham. is so much better. It's, it's so Eldritch much better. It feels like you're playing almost Indiana Jones, the horror game. Right. It's so cool. Arkham feels like you're playing Arkham, someone's nightmare. Arkham makes you feel like you're playing a little more of a haunted house kind of thing or like these haunted locations. Sort I of. do feel that. But then they have these horrible monster tokens that get involved and just kind of ruin that experience. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know. But Eldritch, I, it's it's a rough one to kind of grasp. And, and just there's so much to it. There's so many things going on. Right. But you love it. But I love it. All right. Number three, and this is uh, this is this is a stretch, but I had to put it at number three: Dungeons and Dragons. The reason I put this there is because okay, you, you're like it's not a board game, It's not a board game, but, but, but neither the one the Warhammer one I played. 40K, okay, but so. the one I played for like four years straight or five years straight was 4.0, the right. least popular version of that game ever, <laughs> and it's the most board gamey version of that ever. So I was playing a miniature combat game almost every single week, and it was so adaptable and so fun and had so much creativity sort of dumped into it that with these different monsters and stuff. And you just, I mean, the world was just, you know, whatever you wanted it to be. I don't think I understand what's so hard about D&D. Well, it's, it's you make another a character, one. Okay, you but, roll the dice, you succeed or you don't. Ta-da. Right, and there's a 40-page rule book to go with it. That's only because every monster's got, like, a different ability and there's whatever. There's so many little things you can do. Like, yeah. like when we talk about, oh, you can take one of these six actions. You can take one of these 25 actions. Eh. It's different. That's why I don't want to play it. You're not playing it I'm with not me. Going I won't to. play it with you. No. No way. No. You will never be in one of my campaigns. No. Just like that. <laughs> D&D... Is a good game. It's it's uh, it's the basis of a lot of other role playing games. I know I could have said Savage Worlds, which is fun. I've played it as well, but the uh, Dungeons and Dragons is the classic, and I, I've played it the most. I've played it more than any game that we have in our entire collection. Because you played it for like three years, right? Right. So much fun. I, I had a lot of fun playing D anD D, and being a dungeon master was like a lot of fun. Real rewarding. Lots of rules. Lots of uh, studying that I had to do just to create the world and, and make sure it was accurate and stuff and interesting. Rewarding. I liked it. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, uh, it's it's a commitment to say the least, but it's fun. Okay. What's your number two? My number two is Race for the Galaxy. Race for the Galaxy. That's a really fun game, but it's rough. There's those symbols. Those, those symbols are just... There's a lot of them, oh, no. and and there's a couple. I still, after we played that thing, we did a five for five, plus we played it a couple more times in addition to that. And there's Didn't still, we? I think we did. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Like at the very beginning of five for five. Right. I thought we did that. It's a fun game. It's a fun game. But there's still a couple things that I still am like a little unclear on. And even now, I, it's been a while since we played it. I would be, need a serious refresher. Well, I but it's a, it's a really good game. It's it's a fun game because it's kind of based off of the San Juan game. 
It's also based off of Puerto Rico uh-huh. or, or Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Uh, where you have this <laughs> system where this person takes an action and they get this action and everybody else gets a lessened version of the same action. Mm-hmm. And so you're counting on the part of the game is very strategically thinking about the other player and saying, I think they're probably going to sell this turn because look at all those resources they have. They have to sell this turn. Right. So I won't pick, even though I have to sell this turn, I'm not going to pick sell this turn because I'm counting on them to do it instead of me. That right. kind of thing. And there's just, it's, it's a really fun game where you do absolutely pay attention to what other people are doing in order to plan and, and, and create a strategy for yourself. Uh-huh. The problem where it breaks down in the rules is is the fact that I have to actually print out player guides that you can follow along with to figure out what all these ridiculous symbols mean. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, once we got to the fifth game, those symbols kind of vanished in my head. So at this point, you know, it's funny because if I was to sit, that, sit down with that game right now, I'd be like, why did we have such a problem with this? But I know... I know just because my, you know, foreknowledge that this is... I don't know. I think we'd still a have problem. a little bit of trouble with it now because it's been too long since we played it. So Maybe, but the next one we're going to play is not that. It's no. Roll for the Galaxy. I know, which because we still haven't played it. My number two. Your number two. Robinson Crusoe. Yeah. That game is rough. Yeah. <laughs> it is rough. Oh, and man. That's a bad rule It probably would have been a little higher on my list, but... I was really jaded by that that Beagle, Voyage right. of the Beagle. You did not like the Voyage of the I, Beagle. I really did not, and it, it kind of blemished the, the game itself for me to maybe go, maybe it's not all that great. I think uh, as a campaign, it doesn't work. I think as a single one-off, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. You can find the good missions to do a one-off, but as a uh, as a campaign, it's, it's dead in the water. Yeah. For me, personally. Um, Robinson Crusoe. We, I mean, I played it by myself and I thought I kind of had an idea. Actually, what happened was I tried to play it by myself. I failed miserably. I went online. I got a bunch of reference stuff. I sort of played it by myself again. Felt like maybe I had gotten it. And you didn't. And then we waited three months and played it again, played it with Matt and Brianna. And it was terrible. It went terribly. I couldn't figure out a bunch of rules. And when I tried to look them up in the rule book, it was just simply disorganized it wasn't there right and you quit the game it was so bad and they having a rough day they soldiered on and you went to bed they were not playing by any rules <laughs> they were just making stuff up as they go that's not playing a game that's just participating in a lame activity right so we can we continued the lame activity and finished <laughs> it and you won no, i'm just kidding you didn't <laughs> not none of that one um but we uh we continued trying to play it and didn't really do it then i went back to it again watched like three videos replayed the game by myself and then played with you and that was the first time i felt like i had actually got the game right right was at that point. Now, I don't think the new rule book is that bad. They've, they've re-released this. There's a second edition. Yeah, we should, like, can you download the new rule book? I don't know if I need to. Well, it'd be We've interesting. Played it like seven times it'd now. It'd still be interesting. There's a couple of things I could use some clarification on just to make sure you didn't screw it up. I'm sure you can. Palisades. My number two was Robinson Crusoe. The, I think, obviously, it's the definitive cooperative island survival game. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. I would say it's probably, as far as cooperative games go, it's really cool. Okay. Just the idea of burying cards 
in your little adventure deck and then sort of having them pop up and dealing with them later. So you're like, really? I love that You're going to get this bonus and then you're going to bury this terrible effect later on. And now on. I have to deal with a tiger in three turns? Awesome. Right. That's why it's my number two, Robinson Crusoe. Okay. Now, before I tell you my number one. Are you kidding me? This is how I decided to order my list. Right. Level of difficulty versus how much I liked it in the end. What does that even mean? It means I really, really like Eldritch Horror, but compared to some other games some on my list, it's not as hard. Okay. Um, Dungeon Pets, excruciatingly hard, but I don't like it quite as much as some of the other games. Right. Um, although it's really, really good. I wouldn't say as good as uh, Eldritch Horror. Uh, Race for the Galaxy, really hard. But again, I don't like it as much as my number one. Good game, but theme is not quite there. My number one was kind of like really, really hard to pick up yes. once you get a game under your belt. Okay. And you're comfortable with yes. it. Yes. I love it. I love this. Motainai. What? I love that game. And it's just like mind-numbingly difficult to wrap my head around. Like the first time I was just like, I don't think I'm going to get this. I, I just don't think weird. I'm going to get this, it. This is the weirdest statement I'll make this whole podcast. Is that your number one? No. Oh. <laughs> whenever, whenever I hear the word Motainai, Motainai, I sing the theme song from the Sega game Daytona in my head. I don't know that song. It's, it was ridiculous. I'd walk by the cabinet in the arcade and go, Daytona! <laughs> and so every time you say Motainai, I go, Motainai! I don't know why. You're really weird. I said that was the weirdest statement I'd make on this. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Motainai, rough game. It's rough because every card can be used in multiple ways. Right. And then your your little home base has, you know, options all the way around it. Like right. it's, it's all a, four it's sides. A, are all a four option. sides are different options that you can use. And then the cards can be used in these different options. And right. I, I got mad at like stuff like. This is in the gallery. This is on the market. Right. Remember? Because you could you could have something in the gallery, which still gave you points. Then mm-hmm. you had stuff in the market, which still gave you points. Right. And I just was like, what is what is this game? And then down below it was, here's down below. This is just like components you have to whatever. put stuff in your market or gallery. Right. And then up above, I you don't even remember You should be able to put it all together. I, exactly. I mean, it, it's complex. And it's such a small little game. You don't think it's going to be all that bad because right. it's, it's just like a, a little card. card deck. It's just cards. It's just a little 50, yeah, 50 card game, whatever. Right. And it's pretty rough to wrap your head around. But once you do, it's just awesome. I love that game. It's I a want to play game. it a game too. Play it fun. again. Fun game. Mm-hmm. My number one is obvious. What would you guess it is? It's not Bora Bora. How is it obvious? Should be. Really, really hard. We got a lot of trouble. Mage Knight? We got a lot of trouble and I love it. I don't know. It's myth. Oh, for God's sakes. I Uh, love myth. I keep trying to put that game out of my head. I love that game. I'm so excited about that game. It's not that it's that hard of a game. It's just such a crappy rule book. Oh, I love that game. So bad. It's It's so so bad. That game's so cool. That game is really cool. (laughs) I've got photos, and this is way back when, on our Facebook, of uh, 
of us just being buried in the middle of of tons of enemies. I know it's it's a really awesome game. Picking up all these dice in both hands and like I'm gonna do my big attack. <laughs> <laughs> and throwing like 20 dice down on the table. And I even bought more dice at Gen Con last year. I know, and we haven't played it since. And of course, today, I got to mention this because it's so it's so newsworthy and we're never newsworthy. <laughs> it won't be by Thursday, but I don't Friday care. when this comes out. This is what's funny is that I, I backed the not only the first Kickstarter, but I backed the second Kickstarter, which was for even more figurines. And I backed it to a level that was obscene. Like where where I spent way too much money, but the money's gone, so don't don't fret about it now. It's been gone for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are going to deliver, I think, at this point. But they they just like they haven't done an update in like two months. And today on the Kickstarter, they said we haven't done an update in two months because we have a non disclosure agreement. And then that's it. That's it. That's all they say, which, of course, blows up in like 100 people like going, oh, my God, the, the world's ending. You know, <laughs> that game's ending. That company's ending. Right. Stuff all these ending. horrible things come out. And of course, at some point in the middle of, of like 100 plus comments, the guy who posted the original statement says, no, it's a good thing. Don't worry about it. And it's like, yeah, too late, dude. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> freak anybody out. You just threw a match right in that big pool of gasoline and act like it wasn't going to <laughs> become a big fire, you know? <laughs> I love this game. It's cool. I know you do. Uh, I've got the expansions. You and I haven't played them because you won't let me. I will. But uh, what's even cooler is Megacon is really a cool game company. They just are. And uh, whenever I, I, I got my initial pledge... They sent me two of the same box because there were two different expansions. There was the, uh, oh, I can't remember, the Shores the of Canis, the Canis and the Black Wall Warrens. And they I didn't get the Black Wall Warrens. So I said, I've got two of Canis. I only have one of the Warrens. And they said, let me send you another copy of the Black Wall Warrens. So now I have two of one and one of the other. Oh. And I spend a dime. And they didn't ask me for the other one back. They're just super cool. And that Mercs game I played earlier in the podcast was on this from the same company. Yeah, and that one does sound fun. You really did a good good job selling me on it, so I'd like to play it. It's it's pretty cool. Not tonight though. No. Is that weird? This is the first time I'm like, not tonight though. <laughs> I'm just saying Normally I'm like, we should play that later. Myth is really unique because you use cards to drive your action again. It's it's this weird thing where you're like you're doing these certain like attacks based off of your cards, and you're not doing like a whole hand of cards like a deck builder. Although you do sort of deck build a little bit because you, when you level up, you get new cards into your deck I and you love can choose new certain cards. ones. Uh, but this one, you do you do have a hand of cards and they add different movements and stuff and you sort of tactically move your guy around with this deck of cards. And it doesn't give you the same actions every turn. It makes every turn a brand new puzzle and you do feel sort of like a superhero because you're just like blitzing through hordes of enemies and you have all these options to... You know, if you do it faster and you act more aggressively, you have more gold that you can gain and that more gold gets you more stuff when you get to a merchant and and each tile has like a coating on it that lets you do different things on that. You know, like, oh, this is going to have this type of guys on it or more of these type of guys and those type of guys. And then you'll have a merchant at the end and you can buy stuff and you get new cards and new new weapons and new gear and the, the journeyman stuff, of course, is the next level. They said there's four levels to every single one. There's uh, myth, then there's journeyman, then there's heroic, and then there's legendary. Mm. 
which, of course, if this is good news, this non-disclosure agreement, it means that maybe we'll see a heroic expansion set come out soon. But I've got hundreds of figurines. Hundreds (laughs) ordered. Are you going to paint them? No. I'm not (laughs) going to paint hundreds of anything. Are they already glued together? Yes. There you go. It's amazing. (laughs) Myth. Myth is my number one game that was hard to get into. Once I did, I loved it. I liked it more than Warhammer 40K. See, like I said, mine weren't necessarily hard to get into. They're just complicated. More than 40K. That's that's a bold statement. In your face, Games Workshop. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Nicole. Now, this game's, uh, the game that we played this week definitely qualifies as complicated to me. Is it complicated to you? A little bit. Let's hear about the fifth game in this episode's 545 finale. You wanted the finale, you got the finale. The final game in this series. Five, four, five. One, two, three, four. All right, Nicole. Space Alert is a cooperative game of spaceship defense for uh, one to five players designed by Vlada Kavadal. Now, each player will control a member of a spaceship crew, and your mission is to defend your ship against the threats while it gathers information about your location. Now, to defend your the ship, you have a, a lot of things at your disposal. You have a six different ship sections that you're going to defend, and each one has a, a laser defense weapon. You also have missiles, robot assault squads, and shields. But, of course, the enemy has ships of their own with their own shields and their own landing crews. Now, the game plays out real-time with, with a planning phase that lasts about ten minutes, followed by a resolution phase that determines if... Uh, what you did was enough to survive. Now, after setting up the board, players receive cards dealt uh, six cards to three different phases, then a uh, soundtrack, or nine, I guess, if, if you play our version, which was two, we get nine, six, and six. Right. Uh, then the soundtrack is started. Now, during the soundtrack, players will lay cards down on each of the phases in order to be resolved, uh, in order to be resolved later. These cards, the, and the, uh, During these cards, the soundtrack will alert the player to new enemies on their way in, when they will arrive, when their communication stops, new card draws, and when you can trade with each other. Now, after three rounds of stress, you get to see the results of your hasty planning, because turn after turn, you will, in play order, go through your cards and play out the results, while enemies join the fight to fire and smash into you. Now, at the end of this, you will either explode or jump from the battle into hyperspace. Yes, this is a stressful game, but steady your nerves, Captain. If you communicate and act quickly, you may bring everyone back alive. Does that about cover it? Mm-hmm. Do you think so? Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's just hear how this game plays out, okay? Okay, okay Nicole, space alert, our fifth game. We're starting it now. Is port right? I don't know. Or port's left. I don't even care. To me, it's like a higher fermented wine that (laughs) reaches about 20% alcohol sometimes. Are you ready? I've been ready. Here we go. Mission two. Brace yourself, fool. This one's 10 minutes and 18 seconds long, and I don't know why. Mm -hmm. It's longer than the rest. Here we go. Okay. 
All right, Nicole, are you going to do the same thing and take care of the computer for me? Oh, I've sure. Got, I've got no C cards. T1. That's unconfirmed. Oh, confirmed. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and power up the shields in this area right now on my first action. Is that all right? Yeah, you do what you need to do. All right, um, I'm gonna go towards I'm doing blue. The computer. Okay, that's me. That's, that's me. You. All right, got it. Skirmishes are coming in and to blue section. I've just moved my android over to blue section to activate the battle bots what in is... the section. Okay. Uh, I don't have a C action card. When that comes up, I could really use that. Just so you know. I don't have a C action card either. Oh, I do. I do. I'll hold on to it for you. Okay, because I'm going to basically fire these guys at them. Okay, and that's <laughs> all you have to do? What do you have to do with them? Uh, well, they still have to move in, don't they? Well, no, they're in there. They'll be there they'll by the be time you get at, there. Yeah, at turn two, they'll be there, but I, I'm already there. But how do you fix, how do you hit them? You just have I to... I use the battle bot action. Just to hit them once? Yeah. So I've done a shield activation have... here. What? Hold on. I can shoot that guy. Well, let me do something. I'm shooting him with my captain. Okay. In the, in the third phase. Um, You're going to shoot him, so I guess I'll just... I have no C action. I'm going to go down then. Grab a lift down and... there and... Oh, do you have any C actions? There you go. Okay. So when are you shooting him? In the third? <laughs> In the third turn, because I can't. I have to move on the first turn. Activate okay, the battle so then bots. I will then do... I have to. That'll shoot well, him. That's... He's gonna move left when he hits X, and he moves three. So I have the stupidest card. Hold on a second. Let me look at this. Because he's gonna go one, two, three. I'm gonna activate the battle bots, and then. I'm going to attack him, then he's going to go one, two, three. So I have to activate them again. So I need another. Okay. Um, I'll move my captain over that direction here in a second. I don't even know where my guy's at. I, I can do some stuff with that and shoot him in a second. <laughs> go over there. I've got no action on my captain to begin with. I could use this heroic action on that guy. I'm going to. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Oh. So I need to go. He's gonna go there, and then I don't know what to do. My guy is like just stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Do we... First phase ends in 20 seconds. Uh, I have nothing. So I this is like a point thing, a bonus. I don't even For care about that stupid window. But if you could, if you want to waste a card to look out the window, well, you can. I don't want to waste a card. Okay. Uh, so. Okay. Those guys are gonna move. 
card. Oh. <sighs> so let me see what I'm doing here. Shut up! I need a five. five. White. Ooh. I'm staying in the middle. I'm not moving over with my main guy. Yeah. I'm just going to keep shooting in the middle with my main guy. Uh, I'll click... I'll click that in turn five, but I gotta keep just shooting. I guess I'll do that. And... Okay. Oh, great. We're getting cross wires. Crossed wires. Uh, it's going to be in the center part where I'm at. Oh, uh, fantastic! So I'll start pressing some B well, buttons as of that here. turn. I'll go. I've got tons up, of cards then, to use. Oh, there. I got B. I got B covered. So do I. All right. Well, hit him once. Communication system Repeat, if you would hit him twice, that I've would be hit okay. them like three times. I've on shot. On the B? No, on no. the B. No, I haven't done that because I can't get into this. Okay, well then I will do that. Do you need anything? No. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> I need to work out my stupid data guys thing. I keep my, getting interrupted. My red guy's just stupid over there. I'm, not even I don't even know where I'm at. I, I moved either. over there. I stood up. This guy pops I I in to... when I stand those guys up. So the next turn, gonna, they go one, two, that, three, I hit them. Then they go one, two, three, go, so I need to move. Uh, and then he's going there. And then he's going to go there. Oh, I don't have an eight. I've got it. I'm barely having enough time to figure out this phase. Thank you. Why is there just so many enemies? Um, and then I'll do a B action right there. Why don't I have enough cards? Oh, because we have more cards here. coming. This is too much stuff happening. I'm really confused now. I don't even know where I'm at. I don't know. I'm ready to start the next phase, so I'm just going to do it. Because you can start whenever you want, if you're ready to. You can? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that! Don't squeak at me, woman. You can't go back. Okay. Right. That locks your cards. All right. Take a card. Jeez. Um, so are you okay, shooting so enough at this guy in the up in the red I zone? I don't know. It says that uh, he has zero shield points on turns when he's hit by pulse cannons. Oh, that's not the card I want to use, though. I want to use that so I can do that. I'm just wondering if I should move over there. I, the I don't know. The gunship's really beating us up. And I think I'm over here now. Did you do enough damage to that guy to I kill him? I don't do you think? know. Do you think so? Maybe. I think maybe. It's possible. I don't even know where my blue guy's at. I'm thinking at some point he needs to do that. And then, do you need anything? No. 
And then that. And then that. Here. Did that. So I'm gonna move here. And that. And that's how you win a million dollars. I don't even know what to do here. I don't know. My red guy's just like... Like here... Really? They're not going to give me any more cards. That sucks. I don't think we're going to be able to take out this guy because there's not going to be enough missiles or thingies. I can't. Do you have any arrow, up-down arrows? Up-down arrows? Uh, yeah, here. Hopefully you gave me something I can't use, which you did. All right, so let's see. I need to well, go. Well, I don't, mm, you didn't really help me either, so. Oh, what I do? Nope, that didn't help. That does that. That does this. No idea. I don't think this is helping. I think I've screwed up. That's the worst thing about, like, alarms. It's because they're so annoying that I don't even care about the threat anymore. Okay. There you go. <laughs> oh, okay, Cole. This got rough. This is rough. Oh, stop. Stop. No. I don't want to. No. Okay. Here we go. All right, Nicole. Yes. That was frantic. That was worse than before. There was a lot of stuff going on. Okay. So <laughs> let's go phase through one. our resolution phase. Okay. okay? So number one. Nothing Threat happens. comes in. We have a number one, didn't we? Oh, we it was not. unconfirmed. It was okay. unconfirmed. First yeah. card. My main dude. The captain. Captain guy. Oh, wait, hits, we gotta get everybody back in the middle. He hits okay. the B button Why? in the center section because it replenishes shields. Oh, that's a bad idea. Why? I don't know. Okay. Okay. So my other guy moves, my android moves over into the blue upper deck. Okay, so then my red guy fixes the computer because our computers are sucky and you have to like move the mouse to keep it from right. screen savoring. What's wrong with that? Dumb. Okay, next guy. Oh, yeah, I got a blue guy too. Um, he is going to move down into the little uh, fancy bay. <laughs> uh, none of us shot anything, so we don't have to worry about that. Nothing moves in because nothing's appeared yet. And our threat number two pops up. And we do have that. We have a threat number two. What happened is our we've got skirmishers that now land. <clears throat> How do these all get mixed up so bad? You these dudes them over. land in section the upper deck of blue. <clears throat> and then we go into our card phase. Okay. Uh, I don't. My captain doesn't do anything in phase two, but this guy hits the C button. 
my Android does, which activates the battle bots in upper deck blue. Okay. So you have battle bots. Right. Your turn. My red guy doesn't do anything and my blue guy doesn't do anything because I got confused and didn't know what to do. Congratulations. Now, uh, nobody shoots. Nobody scores. Moving. This guy moves three. One, two, three on our track. Three? He's just outside of the X, which would be his first effect. Okay. We get to our first computer terminal. Everything's fine. <laughs> Sorry, we go to the third incursion, which is... Okay, for that, we have Cryo Shield Fighter. The cryo Shield Fighter oh. enters our center section. When hit the first time, it receives no damage. Oh, I didn't even know that. Right. Hits on laser... Wait, hits on laser, turns do normal damage. Okay. Uh, so then we do our third phase card, which my captain shoots. So we move this up to the gun... Right. And then this guy does a super action. It's my uh, my Robots. battle bots. So they actually don't get destroyed even though they, they're they going to hit this guy. And I think they do the action right now. So this guy gets hit for one point of damage, which is all he has. So he gets blown up. The skirmishes are taken out. Sweet. And my, my battle That's bots nice. do not deactivate. Okay. Your third action. Um, my red guy moves to the red side of the board okay boom and my blue guy refills the uh core space modulator whatever that is what is that energy core the reactor whatever okay so five new energy cubes come in our central reactor yay okay. <clears throat> oh Shh, just keep going uh, oh, then we no. shoot so what happens is i shoot the nearest guy in this section for five points of damage uh, he, when he's hit the first time, it receives no damage. Hits on later turns do normal damage. So to mark that, I just put this little black cube on him that, that marks that that's done. Okay? Okay. <laughs> so uh, that shot is over with, so this goes away. Okay. And then we have guys move forward. So this guy's done, so he doesn't get to move forward. That guy moves forward three. Boink, boink. Three. Boink. Okay. And then that is all that happens. <laughs> so we are at turn four. Okay. <clears throat> Threat four, time fours come in right there. It's an energy yes. cloud comes in. What does it say? Hot or has zero points of shield on turns when hit by the pulse cannons. Pulse okay. cannons? What's a pulse this cannon? This is a pulse cannon. The purple one? The side ones that take the, the yellow energy. Oh. Okay. So turn number four card on my captain. He shoots again. So he takes another cube up here and Sweet. shoots. That's good. Uh, this guy, You're he's going to move. Android. He moves towards red. With his little robot friends. Right. And this is because I didn't realize these guys only had one hit point. So I'll be making a mistake on this part. Oh. <clears throat> so your uh, next fourth card. Okay, my red guy fires at red. Okay, so we move a cube up to there. Okay. And, and my last blue guy. guy um, fires the rear cannon. Okay, so things. this moves down there. Okay. All right. So the next thing that happens is we shoot. So. All right. This guy does four points of damage the to that guy. The guy on the red side of right. the board. Which only does one point to this guy, to the energy only does cloud. one? Because oh. he has three. He has. Th <laughs> He's got three shield. Wow. So you did one point with your four attack. Okay. Okay. Your uh, the main guy main does guy? he does five points of damage, which kills the cryo shield fighter. Yay! So it goes away. Ding dong! The cryo fighter's dead. 
And He's then and that the goes. cube goes. Okay, and then my guy... Shoots one at range two. Range two? Yeah, these only have two range. That's why there's two little squares. Well, he does nothing! Okay, so get you that shoot, out of here. You shoot I those shoot for, and they don't do anything. I shoot for the fences and I miss. <laughs> okay, so then we move stuff in. The energy cloud comes in two. One, and two. And that's the only threat we have right now. That is. That's We're good. doing great. Uh, so turn five. Five T5 threats come in. Fighters also Whoa. come into the center. They're and, just fighters. Yep. Okay. And then we play cards. So my fifth card of my captain is he presses C, which is this computer button. Oh, thank in goodness. In turn five. <laughs> Whew, because I, cool, right? I dropped the ball on that. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, then my android Gravo lifts down with his with battle his bots in tow. Robot friends. And then? And then my red guy, Gravo lifts down to the red basement. Okay. My blue guy goes up? That's what it says. That's... You can, if, you, if you wanted to press B instead. No, 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 that is what I wanted to do. <clears throat> I okay. lied, that's it, I'm good. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so then right. we're all done with cards. So now right. we shoot, nobody shot. Nobody shot anything. So the next thing that happens is Everybody our fives moves. move in three. Our four moves in. Oh yeah, so he goes in, the, cry, the energy cloud goes one, two, he passes the X, which drains all energy from all shields. So every all shield we have goes to nothing. Wow, that's a bummer. Okay, this guy moves in three, one, two, three, and doesn't quite make Fighter, it to yeah. is an attack, okay. and that's it. and that's it. Okay, so... <laughs> now we get to the computer, and we've clicked computer's it. Computer's fine, thank you. So now you. we're into six. Uh, now what's happened is they've got some uh, crossed, crossed wires. wires have occurred in the upper center deck. Uh, this has four attempts to fix. It's uh, by pressing B button. Okay? Okay. So now we do card number six. Okay. Captain? Yes. What are you doing? Uh, Captain presses A. So he shoots. Okay. And the android of the captain uses a battle bot action here, which does nothing. What does he do? He tried to use his battle bots. Why because, was he planning on that? Because I was tracking this guy, and he would have run down there. Oh. I didn't realize he had one hit point. That was the mistake I was gotcha. made. So okay. now your next turn. Now my red guy refills the uh, thingy over there. Okay, so two more energy goes to which might have been a bad the idea. The red sector. Okay. And then my blue guy hits the B button twice against the crossed wires. Oh, really? Yeah, it's in the middle white, right? Right. So that's what I had to do. I had to be the middle white, which I am, and I, yep. I had to hit it twice. Good job. Because that's my special gold card. Cool. To hit B twice. All right. So Heck then we yeah, shoot. I did something right. Then we shoot. I only right. had one that shot, and it's this guy. It the shot. fighters got hit for five points of damage. Minus two, because it has two shields. Right. So they get three damage, because they have six total points. So they actually have, they have one point left. They have one point left. Okay. Okay. All right. And then the fighters move in, and so does the crossed wires. Goes in crossed one, wires two, goes... three. Okay. Okay. And this goes three. One, two, three. Now it passed the X, so it did do one attack. Which is this chip right here? Our shields in the front can only take one or, or, or two. Two max. Well, they, there's they can only none have two there. Energy there. There's none in there anyway, right. so it doesn't matter. So now we go on to the next phase. Kay. Seven. Seven. There's no sevens. No sevens. No threats no. At, at time seven. 
So I press A, which does nothing, because there's no energy left in the reactor. That's a bummer. Uh, and then this guy is going to press B, Your which my robot, Android. which replenishes the energy in the reactor too late. Oh, well, that's good, though, still. Right. Okay, Your next my, turn. my red guy, what is he doing? He is... Grabo lifting. Goes back up. Okay. And, and he's over in the red sector. Now he's out of the basement. Okay, my right. blue guy hits B against, against the uh, crossed wires. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> and that's it. Okay, so we shoot. Nobody Nothing. shoots. Uh, enemies move. So okay. the crossed wires go one, two, three, and the center reaction's energy or energy is transferred to shield, excess to leak out. What? It says center reactor's energy is transferred to shield. So I get two shield points, extra energy leaks out. So all this energy goes away and mm. I get two shields on the front. That's not that good. Nope. And then the fighters move. Three. Right. And they do... One, two, three. They, they do, do three. Z, so they do two. No. Three. Three damage. So they're going to... And then to, they're going to leave the game. Right. So our main gun out there only does four now. Our uh, center reactor can only hold, hold four energy now. And we got some structural damage, which I, I can't quite figure out where that goes. Well, let me see. Can I see it? Let me see it. Let me see. see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know it goes where that down here, goes. I think. Get, get, get back. Down here. It's a puzzle piece. I want it. It looks like a puzzle. All right. Where'd it go? I don't, <laughs> I don't know where that goes here. I think it goes down. I have no idea. That makes no sense. It's like right here. Sure. You, you put it there. Totally is where it goes. Is that where it goes? <laughs> yes. It's weird looking. Okay, so that's all that happens in turn seven. Right. And our fighters are gone. So this is gone. Blech. Right. Okay. So the only thing that we're fighting now is the crossed wires. Oh, did we not move the energy cloud yet? Two spaces. We forgot the energy cloud. Oh, it's still there? Yeah. Stupid cloud. Wait, how many turns should it have moved? Starting on four. Did we mess that up? I don't it know. It should have moved here. Two, three, and this should be the fourth time. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It should be, it should be right here. Uh, attack one on other two zones. So, okay, so red and blue both take a damage? Did we just lose? No. The other two zones, white and blue, take damage. Right. That puts us at six damage. No, Does it that puts mean... us at five damage. Six! Five! That's five. This is six. Six on each section, lady. What are you complaining oh, at Oh, on me for? each section? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was total. No. The gravel lift, the gravel lift is damaged in sector the blue. No! So now you have to use the the emergency ladders if you gravel lift there, and it will take you an extra turn. You'll delay Boo. everything. Okay? okay. So back to reality. <laughs> back to someone who knows how to play the game. It's not me. <laughs> turn eight. Uh, eight, we've got... Okay, my... this guy comes in. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that guy comes in, and that right. is what? Um, gunship. Gunship. Ooh. Two, two shields and five points of damage, and yes. he does a lot of attack. Right. Uh, so my main captain guy presses B, Yellow. which yeah, is terrible. No, he takes out the crossed wires. Oh, yeah, wires. so he takes out the crossed wires. Never mind. Done. Crossed wires goes away, so center shield's energy won't leak out right. at this point. Except I don't think anybody filled it. Okay, not anybody's going to attack that that we know of. Right. Uh, my android moves towards blue, taking Your his robots. battle bots with him. Okay, my red guy 
fires at the energy cloud. Okay. Hey, I can do that. Good. There's a there's a QB. So we move a cube up. Yay. And your and my blue guy gravel lifts down. Boing. Okay. So now we shoot. So your guy does another point of damage to the energy cloud. Just one. So He's got so many hit, so much like shield. How do you take out the shields? I don't know. I don't. You yeah. shoot him with this first. Oh, well, whatever. Uh, so then that was the only shot we took. Right. The enemies now move in. So he okay, goes so one, two, and, and then happens. one, two. And the gunship so The gunship is... and energy cloud are coming in. The energy okay. cloud is going to blow us up. No. When? Actually, this should have been, this should have been a point of uh, this. And this should be still up here. Sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. We had a shield up when that guy hit us last time. Oh, so we took one because less. Because this, this boosted our shield, then that damage. guy attacked. So Okay, okay. whatever. <laughs> I'm confused. So now, nothing else happens on this turn. We're at turn nine. We are? Yes. Okay. Card nines, there's no nine, tens, elevens, twelves threats that pop up. So. Right. Uh, my main guy presses B again, which does nothing. Right. And... That's bad because we should have pressed C. Yeah. Didn't know. Uh, so then I press C with my green guy, which launches the missile. A missile. Sorry. Okay. That was my pissed. <laughs> I know. Wyatt, Your best Wyatt do. is terrible. <laughs> yeah, well. So then you do what? Um, my red guy moves towards blue. Why? Why did he do that? Why is he stupid? You're stupid. Your red guy moves to blue. And right. Then what and my your other blue guy... guy Presses hey, B. Presses B, so, so he fills up the last of our energy. Right, so we get four more water. energy right there. Right. All right, so then the shooting occurs, which I Nobody move this, shot. this missile uh, moves on the missile movement phase, not now. Right. Uh, so nobody shot. Right. The guys move in, including the missile. The missile moves up to going to hit next turn. Right. And the energy cloud goes one, two. And, and this guy ship. goes one, two, and he does an attack two on this section, on the blue section. No. He does structural damage. And we don't have any uh, shields. Right. So that's a bummer. And he does, he takes our our twin laser little booster guy and takes him down to one point of damage every turn now. Okay. Okay? Uh-huh. So we're now in the computer phase, which we didn't do. We did not. So take every card you have and slide them down one space. That's super sucky. Okay, because you become sucky. because the lights go out and we are delayed one turn. Okay, okay. so now turn ten, Basically, we don't do any cards. Happens. Nobody shoots. Well, but people come after us. Nobody shoots. We're going through the phases. Oh, sorry. My missile launches out and attacks level two, or space two, for three damage, on the closest enemy. So it's going to hit the stupid energy cloud, which does nothing. It blows up on the energy cloud and doesn't do any damage to him at That's all because he has three. Lame. Because <laughs> he, he has three shields. Three shields. And he can't defend with the missile. Right. So he moves into Z and he I does mean, an attack two on the other two zones. Now this guy only takes one because he's got the uh, the red the red one has an energy on it, so okay. or a uh, shield. So then the cloud goes away. So he's done. Well, doesn't it do the blue as well? Yeah, the blue gets two damage as well. So now the blue can only have two cubes in its little energy thing, and our shield is now one. Can only be a one. Wow. Okay. And this guy goes one, two. Okay. All right. The gunship. 
Yes. So now we're at turn 11. On I think 11, we're gonna die. my guy presses A. Moving He's a gonna cube fire from here to here. Nobody. I don't. I didn't know. I was panicking at that point. <laughs> my my other guy launches a missile, and your guy. My red guy moves toward blue. Good. And my blue guy grav lifts back up okay. to the middle. So then we shoot, which nobody shoots. No. Well, he uh, tried, but there's right. nothing there. It's useless. All right, uh, the a guy missile moves. The up. missile moves up, and that guy moves two spaces closer and doesn't actually boom, do anything boom. this turn. The gunship, yeah. Okay, last phase of the game. Huh. We're gonna die. We're gonna die. Unless you do some sort of shield thing or something. I'm we're pretty dead. sure I didn't. Oh no. But it's your turn, so it doesn't Captain, even matter. Captain uh, presses B. And Why? And refills shields up here. In the middle where no one's attacking. I didn't know. This guy presses C again and launches another missile. Which won't hit in time. He would have if I had been hadn't delayed my computer reaction. What does your guy do? We got to know if we survive. My red guy grab lifts down. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He delays because he can't make it. Because oh yeah, he can't even do it. He just kind of hangs out in the. Well, he 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 does grab lift, but he doesn't make it for right. next turn. And then uh, my blue guy moves over to blue. Over to where we're going to get blown up. Right. <laughs> Suicide so, mission. Uh, sh nobody shoots. No. Uh, this guy moves in, and well, I, no, the missile goes my off. missile hits him for one point of damage. For one? Yeah, oh. he had two. He had two. Uh, and then he does. Energy, uh, and then he comes in one, two, boom, and boom. he does two points of damage to us, which is which kills us enough to blow up our blue sector. So we've lost <sighs> the game, but we got really close, all the way down to the last one. We just kind of fell apart right there at the end, Nicole. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> huh. Ha! Back at your face. All right, Nicole. All right, Fred. So we lost. Yeah. We have never we have never won a cooperative game on the same. Because we're a couple podcast. of losers, but at least we have each other. Such losers, right? <laughs> I got a the, big uh, L on my forehead. Oh my God! Look at it. It's so red. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> no, we we lost this game too. Right. That's not surprising. It's hard. This game's. Uh, Stressful, to say the least. A little bit. You kind of get handed this deck of cards, and you're like looking at it going, well, I didn't get enough of this or enough of that, so hopefully that comes up during this next 10 minutes. Like B or but C buttons wait, or Fred, whatever. what did you like about this game? What did I like about it? What did you like about this game? Me, personally, you personally. I think it feels way different than other co-ops. Okay. You didn't, this game is so unique among the others. This, this has a timed element. There's almost no timed games out there in board gaming worlds. That, that's sort of like this. Well, there's timed games out there, but there's stuff like, like escape where it's, right. you're trying to get out before or the boggle where you have 30 seconds or a minute to figure out how many words you can come up with. Woo. You act like boggle is a bad game. It's so bad. I love boggle. boggle. I'd play boggle. I would not play boggle. We don't even own boggle. You can play boggle with my mom and she'll destroy you at it. And then if you'll say, boggle, I'll never want to play boggle. We again. could play boggle at your mom's at Christmas. No, we, no? you said we, that's your mistake. <laughs> Here's the thing. It feels way different than other co-ops. It just does. I don't have another co-op on the shelf upstairs that feels anything like this. I don't know about that. What do you say it feels like? Mm, Robo Rally or Mexican Minions. Similar, 
Not the same. You're just saying Similar. the programming element, but this you're is time. You're doing programming. Right. I mean, that's the, that's the difference. Okay, yeah. But ultimately, but, you're doing a programming. Right. And in those other games, I look at you and I say, hold on. I'm going to take care of this guy in this corner. Uh-huh. And I'm well, like, you can do just that plan your one. turn. Take your time. Well, Let's you make sure you your, have a tough time. No, 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 no. You can't take your time in this one. You've got to hurry up. Right. So if I say, I'm taking care of this guy, you're just like, I hope you do. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'm just going to leave you to it. Right. But sometimes I don't even tell you that because I don't have a chance to tell you everything. And it's then the communication really goes out. Okay. So what else <laughs> do you like about this game? It feels like a true team game to me. It really does. I think it does a pretty good job of, of me saying, I need you to take care of this because I'm nowhere near there. See, I don't know about that because like, I felt like I was going to take care of that computer situation and I didn't. But did you feel like I had even a chance, like even a chance of quarterbacking you? Oh God, game? no, it's way too quick. Like right. everybody has to do their own thing. Right. But if you have a weak link, that's truly weak. Like they just really don't know what they're doing. Me. Then you're screwed. So you're she so was, screwed. You were so weak. You're gonna die. You're all gonna die. <laughs> you're so weak. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm not weak. I'm just. Well, yeah, I am actually. Um, let me tell you this. I learned how weak I am this week because I went bowling with people from work, and they took away my ball. Like the people that work there took away my ball. It they was were very like, "Look, sad. weakling, give me that ball." They were. They seriously. They came over and said, "I'm sorry, but this is a children's ball, and you're not allowed to use it." And they took it away from me. Six pound ball is not for an adult woman. They said apparently, and I was like, and so one of my coworkers was like, "She has bad wrists. She has bad wrists. She's not right. trying to be silly with it. She really that's the ball you that do. she needs." The and they're like, ones. "Well, if she wants to come over here." We'll let her pick out a ball, an eight pound ball, and she can use that. Well, I had an eight pound ball. It was too heavy. But what does this have to do with space alert? We were talking about how weak I am. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, not many timed games out there. Great coworkers. There's by not the way. that many. And uh, I think it's fun because you do all that planning up front and there's no break in the action. And then they're just like, OK, stop. Right. Now let's see how you did. And right. you get to go through that fun results phase. I think the results phase was cool. I agree with that. I think that's really interesting and fun to see where your planning led to. Right. Because you don't get to kind of go, well, like, you know, my first three steps and then you stop, see how that happens. And then you get another step to... to plan out again and see what happens. No, no, no. You're doing phase one, phase two, and phase three all at the same time. Like it right. just kind of goes through and gives you time and you better figure it out. Right. And, and it tells you what kind of enemy is coming out or what type of enemy, but it doesn't tell you which enemy comes out. So right. the game offers a pretty good variety in the box of what just, just randomizing 15 cards or whatever per difficulty type is actually pretty cool. I have the hiccups. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, another thing I like about it is, 30-minute game, 30 minutes, 10 minutes of soundtrack, 20 minutes of resolution and clean up, and you're ready to go again. Yeah, that's true. It played like so too. fast. We played five games of this in the time it would take to play one game of Agricola. Well, Agricola is a lot slower. Right. And I, and I, I got to, I just, I like, I like quick games that get to the point and, and have a full experience. And this feels like that. Okay. What else did you like? That is it. That's it? That's my likes. What do you dislike? Do you have any likes? I liked. I agreed with okay. what you said. 
Um, I really like, the, okay, I like the components. I say that a lot, but this one really did have good components in it. It had like all the little, uh, the little cubes. Acrylic cubes. I love acrylic cubes. Acrylic cubes are like the best. Like, I think that's probably why I like Pandemic so much in the first place was because of those little acrylic Ac- cubes. Our original Pandemic this, had wooden cubes, though. Well, whatever. Little oh. cubes are always fun. Um, <laughs> but this one had acrylic cubes, which are especially fun. Right. Um, so that's really good. And it had little missiles. Right. I love the little missiles. Those were fun, too. Um, I wasn't quite as excited about, like, the uh, the little damage tokens, the, the cardboard damage tokens. Because one of them, like, you you had one part where we got destroyed on a... Oh, the hexagonal tokens. Yeah, and we got destroyed on one of the walls, I guess. I it don't know. It was structural damage. Yeah, but, like, it was almost impossible to tell where that stupid thing was supposed to go. That it wasn't was a that little, big a deal. That was a little odd. But um, that part of it was really good. You're into dislikes. I love the randomness of it where yeah. you don't know what's coming at you. Because, I mean, how are you able to predict that anyway? You're not going to be able to. Unless it's actually on you, you're not going to be able to predict it. Right. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess you could know a little bit more about your enemy just from, you know... But I don't know, in space? You're in space, and you have some random alien coming at you. You don't know what they're going to have. You don't know what powers they're going to have until they get up on you and they start using them. So I guess it kind of makes sense Are you in likes or dislikes? It's a like. I like the randomness of it. <laughs> okay. Um, I like... I like the soundtrack. Like it has one part where your communications fail right. and you're not allowed to talk to each other at that point. Right. That's always fun to add to the chaos. Right. I think that's really cool. All right. I think I'm out of likes. You ready for my dislikes? Yes. Okay. Hard to teach and learn. Yes. This is Vlada Kavadal again dungeon. showing us Do you need that, dungeon pets? that yes. Dude, that guy is like complex. <laughs> he's he's Galaxy Trucker. He's Galaxy Trucker pet, wasn't that bad. Dungeon Pets. He's Dungeon Lords. He he's did code names. Code names is a walk in the freaking park. Right. So what the heck, dude? This is why uh, is it so hard? <laughs> this game, we actually now for our five games, we played four training missions before we played <laughs> one real mission. Mm-hmm. So our four games leading up to this final one was just learning the and it game. Was out of necessity. It wasn't like right. we chose to do it that way. You had to. I felt you just like had the, to. I felt like our last game we probably could have combined with the game before it. I did feel like that, but that's it. Maybe. Yeah. Um it's stressful. For some people, it's gonna be stressful because you're under a timed thing and you're trying to concentrate on your cards and you're trying to make sense out of it. And it's broken up into three phases. And when those phases end, your play with those cards on that phase end. So if you haven't yeah. filled up all those spots, you're you're not acting as effectively as possible. And there's these weird moments where you can't fill all those spots. You just cannot. And you're yelling at the other person who's trying to concentrate on their cards and well, trying to do stuff with them. you wouldn't yell at me. <laughs> I have to yell at you. It's the only way to get you to listen. The... Uh, but you're, you're yelling at the other person. You're trying to get them to listen. You're trying to, like, break their concentration. And they're like, stop breaking my concentration. I'm trying to fill up all these slots. Right. And then the soundtrack does the same thing. The soundtrack does something that breaks their concentration again. And it just becomes a stress ball is what it does. It is stressful. So it's 10 minutes of stress. It is. 
honestly, I don't know that it's as stressful as Escape, though. Well, same thing with the soundtrack. You're under that time pressure. I think it was more stressful. I think it was a little less stressful for me as far as, like, the soundtrack right. and the game itself making it stressful. You made it a little stressful for oh, me. Oh, I'll fight you. I know. Um, the last thing I'll say is it's frustrating at times. Well, yeah. Uh, you don't have the right cards. And you can't do anything about it. That, and the other person cannot help That part you. sucks. And there's nothing you can do to change that. Yeah. Which is a frustrating experience when you've got, when you know you've got the option, you've got the knowledge that you need the option, and you have no way to get the option. Right. You're so, just done. Because you you've to got certain cards in your frustrated. hand. You might have like, like the options are like A, B, and C, and then the options are where you can... Uh, transport up and down, use the aliens or whatever, they, or move left and right. Right. So you have to use those, Try. you have to try and use the options that you have and not screw up the options that you need in future Right. by using those cards. So like if you have an, I, need, I know I need to teleport up and down, but this one has a C on it, and I know I, know I need to teleport up and down, and this one has an A on it, well, do I, am I going to need the A later? Or am I going to need the C later? So you have to make those kind of decisions. And that's sometimes it's really difficult because you don't know what's coming later. Right. So now you've used the card that you wanted to use previously thinking you wouldn't really need it. And now you really need it, but you're stuck because you, you do, there are like three different phases. Right. So the first phase, when first phase ends, you're not allowed to touch those cards anymore. Right. They're and locked. that is extremely frustrating. Right. Um, the last thing I'll say about it, and this could be a positive or a negative, but it does have to be played with the knowledge that you're probably not going to win. That and part doesn't bother me. And there's a potential that it's not your fault. Mm, that part bother, bothers it's, me. It's very much like Galaxy Trucker, where circumstances may happen that are beyond your control that make what you did in your first phase not relevant to helping you later. Yeah. And if you could go back and replay your first phase, it would completely change it. And I think, and, and your card draws may not come up the way you need them to be. The card draws are, are the most frustrating and part. Are, I'm sorry, I draw, draw my, I draw And they my are pen. crucial to right. what you need to win the game. Yeah. So you kind of have to go in it with a, with a semi-defeatist attitude of we're playing this game. I hope we win but there's not a good chance that we will. I don't know. I kind of expect that from co-op games, from a good co-op game. I expect right. that. Well, this game... I don't want doesn't. to win my first time out. Right. If I win my first time out, chances are it's not a very good co-op. It's too easy. Right. right. I always I shouldn't feel like win. Yeah. I always feel like I don't want to play this again. I won too easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoop, won that game. Kind of done now. Skip. <laughs> but, what else do you have to say negative about this? It is almost a little over... It won't... Not almost. I'm not even going to... There's no almost. It is overly complex for what it is. Right. There was like a midpoint where I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. I can totally understand why people would like that. <laughs> and then they added in about three other components. And I'm like, screw this. I don't even care anymore. This is too much to keep track of. And I can't do that. I'm one of those people that I will... I Give me the information... I will read over it. I'll plan something out. I'll read it again. I'll determine, is my plan actually going to be good for what I've read? Right. Yes or no. And I'll change it accordingly. <laughs> I 
I can't do that with this game. This game is, oh my God, I better do this. And no, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Oh, I screwed that up. Well, it's too late now. I can't touch it. I better just keep going on. Okay. So I'm going to keep going on and I'll screw that up now too. I just feel like I can't even win. So I just, I'm just going to randomly put down cards because I don't even care anymore. Now to make matters worse, uh, as you could hear in the recording, we were playing not only our character, but also an Android character each. Right. So we were both playing two characters. Because you have to have four characters right. playing the game. So it was it was a li- double the, the effort that right. it would have been for four players to play this game. But even with four players, I think I still would have been just overwhelmed on occasion. I just would have been more frustrated at how I could not get my cards and how I was mm-hmm. done so and early. And you can't and count I'm on the other there. people. And something that they did, like they may have refilled all of the, you know, um, shields right. and great. Now me doing that doesn't mean anything. I didn't right. know they were going to refill the shields or I wouldn't have bothered. Right. Um, and that's a little frustrating. It would have allowed this, more time for communication. I think. This game is full of frustration for me. Right. You know, I know you're supposed to, Oh, oh God. And that's the other thing, the soundtrack. <laughs> oh my Lord. What? So I'm supposed to be paying attention to what I'm doing and putting out all my cards, but then I also have to be listening to see, am I supposed to put out an enemy card and what round, when did they come out? They come out in the third round. Okay. So I have to put a, I have to grab a card. I have to put a three on them. In the meantime, I'm wasting time not being able to do anything. And then, oh right. my God, there it is again. So there's another enemy and he comes out in the seventh round. It breaks your concentration. Right. So I already have an issue with I need to concentrate 100% on what I'm doing, but now I can't do that because I have to pay attention to the stupid enemies that are coming out. Right. Which honestly is kind of a good thing. I need to know when they're coming so I can make my plans. <laughs> yeah. But it just broke my concentration for what I was doing before they were coming out. So now I'm screwed again. And I have to start basically, I have to start my thought process over again. Really difficult. All right. What else do you have negative to say? Anything else? It's freaking hard. Why is right. it so hard? That's Let's talk I, about th- difficulty then. <laughs> it's that a you're on five. The, is it a, a five? Five and a half. Five. Yes, absolutely. 100% five. Oh, man. It's got such a good book to teach you, though. The, you just have to go through can the have process. A great, I'm going to give it a five just because it takes four games to learn the game. Right. Right. That's what's crazy about it is you it's, play this game four times and I will to give play that, this game. I will give that to the likes about it because it does baby step you in. And that's fantastic. Right. I love that about this but game. But take this game now and apply it to people who haven't played it and try to teach it to them in one game. And I would I would absolutely be very, very satisfied to play this game on like level like level one's not enough. Level two, okay, we're getting there. Level three, perfect amount of complexity. Let's stick with level three. But you can't do that. So then we got to add in level four and level five. And now I got aliens that I don't understand. I still never really understood the alien robots. Don't worry, I understood it. Oh, it's confusing. Whatever, with the robots. (laughs) What good are they? No idea. They attack. You got missiles that don't, they shoot, but then they don't make it there. And then the next round, they finally make it there, but it's too late because you're dead. I tracked you all are that for dead. You. I tracked your death for you. Yeah, and I was already dead, so who cares? You're welcome. Really difficult. Really difficult. And notice it did not make my list of complex games that are worth it. Oh, because what's your rating? It's a two at best. 
It could have been a three, but he had to overcomplicate it. Should have stopped about two levels earlier, and I would give it a better rating. I give it a three. I think it's a unique feeling game. I still like it better than Ghost Stories, which I gave it two to. Two to. <laughs> I know. Dancing. Having the, uh... <laughs> said that, if somebody wanted to play it, I would play that. play it with them. But. I give it a three. It's a competent game. Uh, it's not going to be good to teach to new players. No. It's going to be a little bit much for them. I think uh, three is about I, where I can give it. I think if you if this is your type of game, if you really if you're really a good at thinking on the fly and planning on the fly, I think this this would absolutely get a higher rating because the game itself really makes. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is. It's it's it's. Interesting. It is fun, but I'm not good at it to the point where it makes it uncomfortably unfun for me. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Nicole? Yes, Fred. That ends a five for five. That does. Now, normally this is where we would announce our next five games we're going to play, but unfortunately, instead, we are announcing the last episode of this podcast. Aww, That's I right. Know. The last episode of this podcast series will be the next episode number 60. I'm really glad it's ending on 60 and not like 53 or something. That'd be weird. Right. Now, we will save the talk about the end of the podcast for the next one. But feel free to go to our guild and post about anything you would like to hear us talk about before the end of the show. Now, to do this, simply go to our website, talkaboutboardgames.com, and click the forums button at the top left of the page. Now, if you would like to contact us directly, simply send us an email at talkaboutboardgames at gmail.com. Now, in two weeks, we will air our final featured game when we play the game that gave uh, Brandon, or Brandon, Brandon, sorry, uh, trouble. Matt and Brianna join us when we take on the Mafia in playing the Flying Frog game, Fortune and Glory. Thank you so much for listening. And I also want to add, if you have any favorite moments from our podcast that you want us to maybe consider, just let us know in the email. Fred's probably going to post something online, too. Oh, yeah? Well, you said you would. Okay, I will. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening. said put three blocks on the porthole okay where does it track the stern holds (laughs) right next right behind that angry guy